The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What is up, Brigade? Welcome into a Monday, another week. And for all you Aries out there, happy birthday to I know so many people born during this week. Dave Sherpin, Matt Perrault, Todd Bromacamp, live in Iowa, coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Our second brigade member ever to make an appearance on BVB. Went to Pittsburgh first, going to Iowa City second. Miss Sherpin, how are you on a Monday? Fired up. We were doing a little pre, uh, pre-show pre meeting, and then there was more <laughs> pre-show meetings, and talking about values and perceived values and all this other shit. <laughs> So we're fired up. Uh, we got you are fired up. I'm not fired up. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, you, you tell them it's Florida, California, Texas, all these places. The big states aren't getting sports betting. I know why, but I'm just a guy who just doesn't know shit along with the rest of the people. So <laughs> we'll let people talk about it. We'll talk about it. We got a lot yeah. of stuff to talk about. We got Iowa to talk about. Mm. Um, brigades all here. Um. I don't know. I mean, do you want me to do this to you? Like, what, what, what do you want what, to do here? Do what to me? Guys, oh. not even what he's not even looking at the show. Sorry. He's not even I, watching the show. So how many tabs do you have no. open before we wait, start? Wait, wait, right wait, now. Wait, 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 hold on. Just to be perfectly clear as to where the camera shot, I have to look here. That's the audience. Oh. If I look, if I look down at you, and mm. I, I do that. This is me looking at you. Where's this the audience? Me, this is me looking at the audience. My camera is much above yours. Like yours is in your computer. Mine is above. I have, right. I have. I just look up here. But yes. I have. I have the the chat below. Oh, Correct. so you have me below and the chat above. No, I've got the camera above. I don't have the chat. I don't look at the chat during the show. That's Thank your God. job. You, you, you tried that on Friday, and that, I that, stay that, away. That resulted. Yeah, yeah that was. It's that not was, good for me to yeah. be looking at the chat. It's much better for you to monitor the chat, and I'll yeah. just drive the truck, and we'll all just kind of get there safely. So it's a much more. Navigator, driver, we're all good. We're, we're, we're all good. Perfect. No, th- we'll, we'll get into that, but I, I, I'm I, just, you know, you can go to my Twitter feed and you can see. I've been called like 15 names today for my opinion on this, so I'm just going to, you know. <laughs> You've been called 15 names? Well, uh, no. I've, I've been, been called- doing shows all morning. What have you done? I Nothing. I, I've just, I've called out the unsportsmanlike conduct that Angel Reese did, and it has nothing to do with the face wash. Face washes. Give it to Kate and Clark. I have no problem with giving what you get. That's I have no problem with that. Okay. I do not like the fact that she ran around and stuck her finger in her face and pointed to her ring finger over and over again to someone's face. I don't, I don't oh. think that that's appropriate. I think we've missed the entire point of what went on. I mean, doing it at a foul line is Bush League, but okay. I mean, that's fine. You want to celebrate yours. You want to be, quote, in your moment. Go ahead. But... I don't think it's appropriate for you to to, to in, in winning a national championship to make it all about you and make it all about you trying to you know show a ring finger up to Caitlin Clark, who, by the way, dropped 30 on you in that game. 
not like you guys shut her down. <laughs> she, dropped, right. she dropped 30 on you. So I just, you know, people believe that there is a racial component to this. And I don't believe there is a racial component to this. It was brought into it, unfortunately, very quickly and very loudly. And that's been the defense of the behavior is that, oh, well, you're just racist. What? <laughs> like, okay, sure. Um, but it's been a hot button topic. But the bottom line is, is that women's basketball had a moment and women's basketball yesterday was at the forefront of sports. And I've been in women's athletics. I was, when I started my broadcasting career, I was the play-by-play voice of UMass women for two seasons. My first professional job was the broadcasting voice play-by-play for UVA women. Mm -hmm. I always thought we could get here. I'm just really happy that we're here now. I mean, it's unbelievable. The talent that we saw on the court in Dallas was really, really cool. Yeah, I mean... It'll be gone, what, tomorrow? Like, they'll talk about it today, and then tomorrow it won't be talked about again until I don't whenever. know. I don't know. I, I think that that's the initial reaction most people have is that it's women's basketball. It was only because of Caitlin Clark, and it's a flash in the pan. I actually don't think that that's true because the WNBA here in Vegas is big. They're the, they're the defending champs. They have you know, a long line of people who want to buy season tickets. They have six to 7,000 people a night. Sometimes they have eight or nine who show up to watch their games. The all-star game is here in Vegas again, like it was a couple of years ago for the WNBA. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think it's going to help the WNBA immensely with people watching women's basketball. We'll see. I hope it is, but I mean, I can tell you this from a handle standpoint, it's not even a blip on the radar. There'll be more handle on a baseball game than there was on this stuff. And what about yesterday though? Um, no, I think it was, you know, we got caught in a vacuum that okay. is our world and social media and stuff. I don't, I don't think people rushed to their apps to bet it. I, I think there were people talking about it. Um, really? You don't think that being, you don't think there was a lot of handle yesterday on that game? No. Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. I mean, they had, not. they had a huge crowd in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that was great. There was a lot of people at the game. There was a lot of people talking about it. I don't understand that the, the, I mean, I guess if you look at it, you know, globally, if, if, if it becomes a race thing for some people, I mean, it's fine. Like, because that's well, what you're going to do anyway. It, well, Angel Reese made it a racial thing. She, she came out and basically said, all you people who told me I was too ghetto, told me I was too this, I was too that, you know, that's for all the girls that look like me. Like yeah, that was her, well, that mean, was her defense you know, that, of, I, I was like, I, I saw that. I was stunned that that's where she went to defend the behavior. I was just like, wait, wait, what? Like, hold on a second. Like, wait a minute. We're on it. We're, we've gone down a whole new road. And I knew what was the second that that door got opened, it became everyone took their sides. Everyone picked up their hatchets and everyone went to war with each other. And it was like, oh, that was not needed because it really did rain on what LSU did. LSU scored 102 points in a championship game. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't miss from the three point line. It was incredible. It's, it's just a sign of where sports are today. I mean, like, you know, there's little kids doing stuff like talking them, chirping and doing things. And it's just what sports is all. I mean, you know, there's a saying that I've seen on, we've put it on t-shirts and I've seen other organizations have it. And I say it all the time. It's a, it's about we, not about me. And, Everything is about me, even in team sports. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. and everybody likes to talk and chirp. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with trash talking each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, just don't 
I don't know. I think we do a bad job of it as adults and stuff with making it a bigger deal than it is too. Like we, you know, with social media and all these other things. I mean, we just, you know, put it up on pedestals when it goes good and don't talk about anything when it goes bad. You got to learn how to lose. You got to learn how to win too. Amen to that. I completely it's, and totally agree. It's two different things, but yeah. it's the same. Like just talk and then be a good sport. Like yep. just, that's what, that's what it is. That's still a game. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like I used to laugh whenever a top team would go into a gym and the students would chant overrated at the team they just beat. And I was like, aren't you diminishing what you just did? Like you're taking down what you just accomplished. And by raining on Caitlin like that and going after and making it all about Caitlin, you're diminishing your championship. Like, I don't know. I, and, and Bravo camp can talk about this, but I don't remember Caitlin Clark ever saying anything negative about LSU. So if like she ripped LSU or ripped Cajun culture, I don't know. Like then it's like, okay, it's LSU versus Caitlin Clark, but it wasn't like that. It was Caitlin Clark versus the world. And LSU decided to pick up the mantle and like, you know, make it about Caitlin Clark, which I don't know, like Caitlin Clark beating her should make you feel really proud. Like not rubbing in her face with the ring gesture. Like, okay, so you won a championship. All right. Caitlin Clark and you are going to see each other down the road because Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are both going to go at it in the WNBA. So we'll have a, a fun in two years. We'll have a fun <laughs> rivalry. The fans are worse than the than the, the the players. The players and the coaches. When it starts to go like to this stuff on the court, like leave it on the court. And for years, I mean, like I used to go to the college basketball games when I was at Penn State. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was embarrassing what people were chanting and saying yeah. and all those other things. You sit there and go like, are you guys serious right now? You go to games now. You took right. Maddie to get to Patriot game and here with the Raiders. You're, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So I think to see the kids kind of take it to the next level, nobody check them. I mean, I saw a video this morning. I was scrolling through before I went and did a bunch of shows with the Iowa basketball coach and the South Carolina basketball coach and something about a bar fight. She said rebounding against South Carolina is like, you know, getting in a bar fight. Yes. Well, you know, this, the, the, the soundbite from the South Carolina coach was like, listen, yeah, Don, Don Staley no is, fight. yeah, she's furious about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think the Iowa coach meant anything by it. She didn't, but Don Staley understands something this is, there is this right now, unfortunately, going on in women's basketball. There is this perceived, and it was going on when I was there 20 years ago. It's, it's, it's the same thing. There's a lot of women who play college basketball, who play on you know travel teams and AAU teams and whatnot. And there are some new fans who come in and they get angry because of the physicality that you'll see from the oh. girls, from the women that play at South Carolina. So, I mean, th there is some care in nature going on with it, but I don't believe that Lisa Bluter meant anything by it. She just, they're a physical basketball team. South Carolina plays a brand of basketball that's akin to South to San Diego State that we'll see tonight. It's physical. They're going to brawl. to a girls' high school basketball game recently? Yeah, and I, and I was part of the scout team for three years for both UMass and UVA. When we went on the road, I was a scout team member. I ran plays against the women and they beat the living shit out of me. They Killed are me. so physical. Yes. I was going to some of the kids I was coaching were playing basketball as their other sports. So I would go watch them play in eighth and ninth grade. And I used to tease them. I'm like, do you guys want to borrow my hockey equipment? Right. Like what the hell is going on under that, under that basket? Mm -hmm. It's physical as hell. And the other thing is they don't have, they don't jump as high 
So men can oftentimes jump away from the physical contact because they have the ability to get off the floor. A lot of women don't have the, the same vertical leap. So it's under the basket and it's literally a scrum. You're, you're the ball's down and you're banging with the person. Yeah, you're actually really physically attacking them and it's extremely physical. And these girls are really, women are really strong. Yeah. And and, yeah. and they can really move you and they can yeah. hit you. They elbow you. They're, I mean, I, I laugh whenever I hear anybody, any guy say like laughing about women's basketball or, or, or WNBA basketball. I'm like, you have no idea, man. You get on that court, you will never go back on it. They will crush you. And it's just this, you know, stupid male ego thing that like, oh, I can take them. I played high school basketball. Yeah, it's good luck. But the, the way South Carolina plays, I mean, in, Don Saley said it. And then we saw obviously Angel Reese say it like there's this thing of I'm going to throw a blanket on everyone in sports. And because there might be some people who are writing, who are saying these things. I mean, Don Staley literally said it was weird. She said, I know of national writers, what you say when no one's, when you think no one's listening and we're listening and you should know that I know what you say about my team and my, and my players. And like, who are you going after with that? Like, you're not going to name names. You're just going to throw it out there and roll out this grenade and let everyone else kind of look at each other and go like, what are you, you want, you want to jump on it? Who's going to fall on that, on that. So the, the, for whatever reason, there's a very odd thread going through women's basketball right now that like, they want to talk about race because they feel like they have a moment to talk about race, but like it diminishes what the sport is doing. Cause the ratings to, for the, for that game yesterday, last night are going to be enormous. I mean, that was my timeline was flooded. Everyone that I saw was watching that game. Will it be though? Cause it's Sunday afternoon. Like, I don't know if it was the ratings will be as big as it would have been had it's it been ABC. a prime time game. I know national game. I mean, it should be, but it, you know, I don't know. I will. That's we'll a good stick. window though. I mean, it, it's middle of the afternoon for us, but that's a good Sunday afternoon window. That's the master's window. That's, that's a big window for audiences. People Sunday coming back at three thirty Eastern. Yeah, that's a huge window. That's a big, big people coming back. Commercials on there from doing stuff. Not on ABC. There's not. I mean that, that that's where the NBA games go. You know, as I said that that's where the the golf ratings get enormous. You know, it's just next week Sunday afternoon at three thirty Eastern. Everyone's gonna be watching the Masters. Yeah, and it's gonna be huge numbers for that. So I, I think the numbers will be, will be strong, but. I mean, the officiating is what I thought we'd be talking about today instead of what happened at the end of the game. Because, I mean, there were some of the worst calls I've ever seen in a championship basketball game. And those officials were supposed to be the best of the best. They gave Caitlin Clark a technical foul for throwing the basketball to the end line. I mean, <laughs> like they said, oh, well, they, the team had been warned once before. Like she's the star of the game. What are we doing? You give her a personal foul and a technical foul, and they got four free throws out of it. Again, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a human being doing a job, but when they have a bad game on a big game, it's brutal. It's so hard to even, you know, I mean, I always try to say you can't, you can't complain about the officials because it's just, it, Ideally, it evens out. I don't know. Uh, I just... I don't think I, Iowa lost because of the officials, just FYI. No, they didn't. But I mean, they gave up 102 points. Right. I mean, they, you know, defensively, <laughs> I mean, that was a really tough game for Iowa. If you want to say, you ask me, why did Iowa lose? Iowa lost. 
because LSU didn't miss in the first half. <laughs> they hit so many shots right. and they built the lead that caused Iowa to get out of their game plan. And then, yes, their post players were in foul trouble. Caitlin Clark was in foul trouble, couldn't drive the same way, but she still scored 30. I mean, she still, she still put up big numbers. Right. So, yeah, it was frustrating know. as hell to watch. I mean, it was just on that level, watching a game where a lot of people maybe are watching their first ever women's basketball game. And the officials were so bad that some people may not go back and just go, well, this is a clown show. I'm not watching this. You know, the level of officiating is so pathetic. It's unwatchable. A lot of people say that about a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. You know, they watch the first game, they watch a baseball game and they can't understand what a strike zone is and what this and that, whatever. And they don't watch it again. Right. They watch an NBA game and said, man, I remember when I played that was traveling, that was double dribble. What are they doing? I don't want to watch this. People will find an excuse to not watch. That's easy. Stay and watch and actually learn something and offer something to the conversation. That's way harder. Challenge people to do that rather than, you know, watch a game and then go, oh, this is a clown show. You shouldn't watch this shit. Come mm -hmm. on. Be better. It's so fun. Just one more quick thing on Caitlin Clark, and then we'll go to the game tonight and then get Bravo Camp on, that she can't go out. She can't go pro. She's not draft eligible. Young, right? She's not draft eligible. Yeah. So it's wild that women's basketball could see an explosion the way that men's basketball saw 25, 30 years ago when we saw all these amazing NBA players not be draft eligible and they had to stay in college and they had to stay and, yeah. to, and, and the teams were built <laughs> together. And you knew who was on what team. Right. And year they had multiple, multiple runs, not just right. one run. They year had multiple runs. Yeah where they built this program and they became juggernauts, you know, right. the Georgetowns, the Syracuses, the Dukes, yes. you know, the, these programs that just had four year, three or four year players. And Caitlin Clark would be the first pick in the WNBA draft immediately. And she not, she's not able to go out she's going back to school. She's right. got one more year left at Iowa. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great for, I just saw some they just flashed up. They put up women's odds for next year already. Wow. Yeah. Told That's you. Pretty easy. Pretty impressive. I guess the top five are all pretty much teams that are coming back that were just there. I just I saw it flash across the screen that I'm watching. I think it's great. I mean, I'm I'm good with listen, college basketball was so memorable for those years, like when you were in college, when I was yeah. in college. Before I was in college, I went to high school, really. Right. I mean that's that's yeah, when 30 I was years ago. Yeah, thanks. There you go. I was in high school, <laughs> college, while you were in grade school. Exactly. Right. But I mean, that was when Those it was really fun. 90s were, I mean, you can remember every yeah. team and every yeah. tournament. Yep. And you know? now women's basketball very well might get that benefit, get that bounce from it. Uh, all right. Before we get to Bromel Camp, just real quick on tonight. So, South Dakota State. Sorry, South Dakota State. South Dakota State. I have, I, have, I have Iowa on the brain. Sorry. Oh. San Diego State. Yes. SDSU, yes. seven and a half point dogs to UConn. Yes. Totals 132 and a half. Yep. Both numbers have not moved. Opened at five and a half or six. It was steamed up to seven and a half. This, I know we always talk about this. It doesn't matter where the public is, but like, I don't, I took San Diego State on principle just because everyone's on UConn. Right. <laughs> and everybody was on Iowa yesterday. Right. You know, LSU comes in and wins. I, I mean, this number, I feel like this number should be higher than it is. Well, I mean, there's the, the market spoken that 
I mean, it's seven. Let me click refresh. Yeah, it's it's seven now. Okay, so it's coming down. Anything? Yeah, there's one seven and a half left at South Point, and no DraftKings. South Point just went to seven while we were talking. Hi, Chris. Okay. If you're watching the show, <laughs> Jimmy, Vinny, the boys. Um, yeah, seven and a half. There's one left. It's at DraftKings. I don't look at Fanduel right now, but it was. Um, the play makes sense on the dog, but the play made sense on the dog with Miami to me. Right. And it didn't work out so good. But Miami, the one thing you can say about Miami, they were eight of 18, I believe, on layups. Yep. So if they hit, you know, what Half you of expect, them. 14 of 18 layups, uh-huh. it's they cover. So people are like I, people like me are, are looking at it going, okay, maybe we're getting a little bit. It's still seven and a half, by the way, minus one twenty at FanDuel. So they're staying. Gotta, so take seven and a half. You got to lay one twenty. Yeah, that's a football spread, boys. If you guys are watching the show, like in the risk room over there at Fanduel, seven and a half minus one twenty is a football spread, not a basketball spread. If you're gonna <laughs> lay one twenty, just go to seven. Move the damn number. Just go to seven. Um, is that is that because they're afraid of of, of the hook on seven? It's gonna fall seven. <laughs> don't don't go to seven. There's big resistance there could fall seven. Be very careful. We don't want right. to. We don't want to get middle here. Be very very careful. Um, oh, listen. Like I was talking with somebody this morning. Like, what level of upset is this? Is this? Derek Wittenberg to Lorenzo no. Charles, NC State level beating no. Houston. Is it Villanova no. beating Georgetown in 87? No. It's not that big. No, UConn's lost eight games this year. Yeah, but they, they haven't, haven't lost, lost. They haven't lost to the Big East or outside lost, the Big East. Correct. They haven't lost a non-conference game this year, which is impressive, but it's not yeah. like an, oh my God. Their right. run to the championship game, San Diego State arguably has knocked out more talented teams than UConn has. Fair. All right. So, so, so talk about how San Diego State got here versus how UConn got here. This is an upset, but this is more of an upset because San Diego State's from the Mountain West Conference, who going into this conference, into this tournament, had a record of two and sixteen in their last eighteen games in the tournament. Right. All right. So yeah. they're from a conference who has sucked. But San Diego State during the COVID year, they were going to be a one seed. I mean, they were thirty and two. Yep. When COVID took down the tournament. Yep. So Brian Dutcher, we forget. Yeah, Brian Dutcher has had this program humming for a while and doing some really big things. And this was an incredibly weird year. I keep on going back to our conversation with Aaron Kessler at Circa when we were sitting there with him and he was like, everyone sucks. This entire tournament is going to be crazy because everyone sucks. And so, and what he means by that is there's just a lot of parody, not, you know, that everyone's bad. It's just no one's really good. There's no elite team. So San Diego State being the best team at the end it's an unbelievable story, but it's not, it's not Jim Valvano running around the court with his arms up. You know, it's not this UConn team is not full of hall of fame players that we'll be talking about for a generation. We'll see. You, you, I mean, you know, you put the tweet out that like, this is Boston and the Bruins and the Celtics and all that other stuff. <laughs> yes, it is though. You got people all riled up because they they know you hate Connecticut and you were talking about them in the same tweet. They don't get the joke though. It, it, it's, I know it's, it's well, a New England joke. Watch the but, show. Yes, like, I was like, if you watch the show, you understand the joke. It's just a joke. Right. Okay, it's well, just I'm talking about. Took it very seriously. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, guys, yeah. listen, relax. Watch the show. 
And while you're here, <laughs> hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, get in. Aren't the you chat. a Creighton? Aren't you a Creighton guy? Yeah, it's just, everybody, Frankie. Just, everybody, just, calm down. Calm pump down. Pump the brakes and relax. Okay, it's just a gag. It's a joke. It's a. I'm not going to go buy UConn national championship gear tonight and run around and go go Huskies. Don't, okay, I don't still you hate fucking them. Dare do that. I still hate I'm, them. I hate Connecticut. Okay. I hate UConn. Okay, I can't stand okay. them. I, but I think I'd be an idiot not to look at that basketball team and say. How in the hell is San Diego State going to stop their interior defense and stop their offense on the inside? It's going to be a real big problem. BVBshow.com to join the Discord and all of the back Good night and to forth. be in it. Yeah. Because I'm, I mean, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing live. I mean, I took seven and a half. I tried to do it with Miami and UConn. It burned me. I'm going to try to again to do it, do it tonight. The play on San Diego State is more of just, I hope San Diego State gets off to a good start and I get plus money on UConn. I mean, we got people in the chat. We got people in the Discord that have UConn futures. Yep. Um, you know, our, our guy, Tyler, BetSmart is sitting at 20 to 1, 15 nice. to 1. He's sitting at a bunch of shit. Um, so he's probably going to shoot for the middle, take the points. Maybe, maybe not. I got some San Diego State at 13 to 1 to beat UConn, plus Ooh. 750 to beat UConn. Yeah. Oh. And so I went and bet UConn minus 112 money line um, to win the championship at Circa. Oh. So I got both sides. Um, I'm going to probably do some live betting myself. I'm going to figure out and evaluate my position as soon as we're done with the show, maybe go add to it. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think um, I'll be on Sports Grid during the game. So maybe we'll get in the chat. We'll go on the Discord, and uh, might be a good night to try that Twitter spaces while we're on. While we're oh, while we're seeing, yeah, we I'm around, and yeah. we can have people come up. What time's the game start? Our time six six twenty tip Perfect. off. Beautiful nine Pacific. for you guys back east. Keep telling me about living in the East Coast time zone and the West Coast time zone for shit like this, please. It's good though, because I'm I'm done with class at I'm home from class at 4 30. So that's perfect. So that, yeah. that's good. All right, let's go to Iowa City. Let's, let's get, get our him. guy Todd Bromwell Camp. You guys hey. see him in the chat all the that's time. KGYM in Iowa City in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. His first appearance ever on the BBB. Look at him flashing. I can't see you. Well, I can see you, Todd. And it's good to see you. How are you? I'm great. What are we talking about today? The Masters? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe a little bit. I mean, we yeah. can get to that in a minute. Um, That's Brewers. Good game. That's yeah. later in the show. Well, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna discuss that. I got to deal with this Boston versus Pittsburgh actual head to head series. Bruins beat the Penguins over the weekend. I got discussed that. But um, Todd, did you watch the basketball game yesterday? You- were you one of the three people in Iowa that did not watch the basketball game yesterday? I watched from start to finish. And, and if I if I am the NCAA, I am sending Angel Reese a thank you note today. Amen. Because everybody is talking about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, and nobody is talking about the shit show that was the officiating. Amen. Aha. I agree. I thought How the same did you thing. know? Because you sent me the text that Iowa wasn't winning. How did you know so early in the game, like right even before it started? I I saw that line open up. The when it opened as Iowa is a one and a half point favorite, I thought the honey trap was set mm. because I, you had a lot of people that watched Caitlin Clark and Iowa take down South Carolina mm-hmm. and America was not going to bet against Caitlin Clark. 
yesterday. I told everybody that was asking me about that game. LSU. LSU was the side. Mm. I put it. I, I, I'll, I'll admit I subscribed to the I, I jumped in two times. I took a money line parlay of Iowa and UConn both to win at plus 150. Lost that. And then I took plus 15 and a half in game. And that banked in three at the end <laughs> killed me. Oh, banked in three. Hail Mary oh. fade away. Banked in three fell 17. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. So I, I was part of it. I, 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 I subscribed to it. I bought in. I was like, come on, then I can lose my 15 and a half points. What did you make of the way the officiating was done to either coach that you allowed one coach basically to be on the floor, physically making contact with the officials Strange. and on the other side, if you said it, if you looked kind of crooked at the at the officials, Iowa was getting warnings and T's being thrown at them. Yeah, I mean, look, Kim Mulkey has been doing this since she was at Baylor. She's pretty notorious. Tom Izzo gets a, a lot of you know flack for intimidating officials on the men's side, but there's coaches on the women's side that can intimidate officials too, and Mulkey's one of them. Lisa Bluter said after the game that she felt like she couldn't have a dialogue with the officials. And I think that's problematic because you've got to be able to talk to the officials as the game is going on. Bottom line is, uh, as I was watching that game, all I could think of was that, was it the 2000, what year was the all-star game in Milwaukee when it tied, when they ran out of players? Oh, the baseball game. Oh, that's no, what right. I was thinking. Like yeah. nobody wants to see the national mm. championship game come down to the non-star players. Right. And the officiating put both teams in a bad spot yesterday, in my opinion. LSU deserved to win the game. Don't get me wrong. But the story to me was how can the officiating be that bad in a national championship game? And then it gets completely overshadowed by all of the other stuff afterwards. Well, all the other stuff afterward is what is that what people are talking about there? And is that what you're going to be talking about later on your radio show is all the other stuff? What's the what's the what's the takeaway after the officiating today in Iowa? Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to be talking about how I was on the BVB today. Yes, on the radio. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think people are still going to focus on the Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark stuff, and the officiating is what it is at this point. But to me, that's the story, and it didn't affect one. T- it affected both teams. I. I I don't think Kim Mulkey and LSU were happy about how the game was officiated. She said at halftime, look, mm-hmm. if they're going to, we're either going to be physical or they're going to let them play and, and we'll be physical if we need to. So I think what LSU what also lost in the story here is LSU was able to do what South Carolina couldn't against Iowa. And that was play defense, even mm-hmm. though they gave up what 85 points. It was more like I felt like they had a much better game plan on Caitlin Clark, which was obvious. I mean, anyone with that said, I don't know what South Carolina and Don Stanley was thinking about. Let's just let let's see if Caitlin Clark can beat us. Uh, yep, she beat you. So I don't think that was really a wise. And LSU was not going to make the same mistake that South Carolina made. But now that an Iowa team has played for a national championship, what does this do on campus? 
what does this do to the football program? Because I like calling Ferentz eight and four Ferentz. What, <laughs> what, what does this do for the basketball program where you have, you know, I, Fred McCaffrey is not my favorite person on the, on the planet who tends to lose his mind half the time. You guys have actually scales of Fran McCaffrey, DEFCON one, DEFCON nine in terms of FranCon one and FranCon nine. What does this do on campus that the, that the women's program played for a title? You know, I, I think it says something that I questioned myself as to whether or not it was ever possible for an Iowa team outside of the wrestling program, but for an Iowa team to ever play for a national title, to be in the national championship game, because it always seemed like just impossible. Mm. Uh, you go back uh, 1980, people like to talk about the uh, 1980 men's team with Ronnie Lester and he hurt his knee. And if he doesn't hurt his knee, maybe they're in the championship game that year. It's so difficult at a place as small as Iowa with limited resources. And I say that somewhat tongue in cheek Mm -hmm. because they get a, they're going to get a hundred million dollar check every year from the big 10 with the TV rights deal. A hundred million. Yeah. It's like when, you know, when you, uh, win the lottery and they give, you know, cash for life. <laughs> That's the TV deal that the yeah. big 10 has. Right. So uh, they do have resources, obviously, but they're not Ohio state. They're not Michigan. They're not the blue blood programs, but it shows that an Iowa program can get to look, we're going to watch a national championship game tonight with San Diego state, right? If San Diego state on the men's side, can get to the championship game. Why not Iowa? Why not us? That was the the motto that Lisa Bluter and the women kind of adopted before the South Carolina game was why not us? And they came close. Speaking of the game tonight, San Diego State is getting seven points. Totals 132 and a half. It's going up in a couple of places right now, 133. Mm. You got an opinion? Promal camp, side, total, anything no. in the game? No, you have no opinion? <laughs> Nobody. Nothing? Nobody wants to hear. I am. I give the kiss of death. I gave the kiss of that's death to South need. Carolina I mean, like, on that's Friday. Okay, you can give us the kiss of death. We got a lot of people. The chat's flowing. <laughs> people might be curious to know what you think. I'm just saying. You know, I look at I look at San Diego State and Matt. I've been doing the same thing for the last three weeks. South Dakota State. I see SDSU right. on my bracket, <laughs> and I think South Dakota State. What so go Jackrabbits. Is that an Iowa thing? What do you guys? South doing? Dakota is Sioux City, Iowa. It's right. It's it's right in the same. Ge- geographical area. Okay. I, I have been, I have been so impressed with UConn and what UConn has been able to do mm-hmm. that I would be very hard pressed to bet against them, but seven and a half in a national championship game to me, that's a lot of points. Uh, Brian Dutcher, good coach who recruited the fab five at Michigan with Steve Fisher, mm-hmm. Brian Dutcher. Uh, this, this guy can coach. This guy can recruit. They're Ooh. good defensively. But I just don't, UConn size, UConn size scares me. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back and just enjoy a national championship game tonight. Smart. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I think so many people now that betting is legal feel like they have to be committed. Like you have to bet this. You don't have to bet tonight. You don't have to, you just watch the game. Enjoy it. If you, if there's a side or there's value on one side or the other in game, jump in and be a part of it that way. But you don't have to bet it in game, you know, or or pregame. You can bet it in game. What, does Caitlin Clark in the pantheon of athletes at Iowa, where is she going to go down? Like if if she goes back to the championship game and wins it next year, which is very possible because she's, because she's coming back, right? Top of the list. 
ahead of Chuck Long and everything, right? Caitlin Clark goes down number one, the the greatest athlete in Iowa ever. So I said this, and I can go back and I can find this from a couple weeks ago on the show, but before they even got too deep into the tournament, I said she was already number one. Wow. They will never, there is not an athlete at Iowa past, present, or future. Hasn't there been like wrestlers that have won four national championships at Iowa? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go bring the wrestlers in, that's fine. Niall Kinnick won a Heisman Trophy. A lot of people think if he wouldn't have died in a plane crash, he could have been president of the United States. Wow. That's all That's all fine and dandy. Caitlin Clark is the single best athlete to ever put on an Iowa uniform, and I will go to my grave saying that. Wow. wow. How about and, that? And she's going to make a lot of money coming back to college. Like, she's going to make some Two NIL years. Money. She can come back. So she's got next year. But she's also got the second year of eligibility, the COVID year. COVID year. And she could, in theory, she could make more money in that second year than she'd make going to the WNBA because of NIL. So there's a lot of people around here that are optimistic that they've got two. I wouldn't bank on the two years. I would celebrate and enjoy next year. Right. You, you know you have next year for sure. Right. But she could play two more years if she wanted to. And if you're Lisa Bluter and the Hawkeyes, you got to take advantage of that because is, is there not a player in the country right now, either in the transfer portal or a high school recruit that wouldn't want to come play with arguably one of the greatest college basketball players of all time? She's the greatest. I mean, I've everyone gets caught up in the shot, the Steph Curry range, which is amazing, right? That's the highlight reel. It's the passing. It's the passing. Yeah. The, 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 the separator to me is the vision. I mean, she has vision unlike any women's basketball player. And I've been watching it for for 20 plus years. I don't remember a point guard like this in the women's game that has the ability to pass people open the way that Caitlin Clark does. Matt, there was a play. It was uh, either the Southeast Louisiana game or the Georgia game. I can't remember the first two rounds that they played in Iowa City. And she's coming up the court. And I think it was either Kate Martin or Molly Davis. I can't remember who was bringing the ball up. But they were getting ready to pass the ball to Caitlin. And I could tell that she was going to pass the ball to McKenna Warnock for a three. And she knew she was going to pass it before the ball had even been passed to Clark. Mm. She's out there. I wouldn't want to play chess against her because I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't even know how to play chess, but she's (laughs) one of those people that is literally three steps ahead. I mean, superhuman. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in Iowa. I, if you, Anybody who listens to the show knows I'm not a homer. Mm-hmm. She is, she's one of a kind. She is amazing. And it's, yeah, everybody gets caught up on the logo threes and all of that stuff. Yep. It's the passing and the way that she sees the court. And she says that comes from playing soccer when she was a kid. Oh, she played soccer when she played soccer when she was little. And that taught her angles and how to see. I love it. Mm. Um, how tall are you? Depends on what come and go I'm walking out of, Dave. They got well, the 
uh, just, just, just give me that. Give me an approximate six, height. Six three, six foot three. Good. So we got, we got a, we got a power forward too to go along with the rest <laughs> of the program. I didn't realize you were that tall. It's the first time I've actually seen you. I've talked to you <laughs> off and on for a year. It's right. the first time I saw you. I, I was you very, I was very concerned two. that Farah could get all the chins. That's fine. You, 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 sh- you got the shot perfect. You, you're, you're in, <laughs> okay. you're in line. You got the hat here. Yeah. I am a great. free agent, by the way. If, if Let's, Stevens and we're, we're, Benson. And those guys are watching. We're working on getting you everywhere, like because yes. you're in Iowa, and you know we're everywhere, so we can kind of merge the two. No, 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 not going there. What are you not doing? Not going there. doing? <laughs> Shut up! He's trying to get me in trouble. What are you doing? What are you doing? Sorry. Um, <laughs> last question for me, Bromo Camp. So we're going to, you know, the plan is to bring the BVB on the road. We'd like to take the Bostonian versus the book to different places. We bring Vegas to the people right here on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, on the replay on Sports Grid. But if we come to Iowa, where are we going? That's I, I, I need to know what our, like, if, if we come, not to the come and go, just come to Iowa to see you and you take us like, where are we going to go? Maybe either do a show, have a meal. What are we going to do in Iowa? Let's get the swarm. Let's go to, talk let's to, go to a swarm gathering. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Talk to, I mean, Peralt lived here. Peralt yeah. worked here. He knows what, I know. and, and I'll tell you what. He knows everything, Todd. I'm asking <laughs> you, you're there. I don't want to ask him. I already hear enough shit from him. I'm asking you. <laughs> We can go, we can do the field of dreams thing. We can go no. see some minor league baseball games. We Man. can see tenderloin. Go get yes. you a tenderloin. No, I oh. want to take Dave to the butter cow. He needs Dave needs That's to see the butter cow. Eh. Come on. Eh, the, ask the, the local guy. See? See? Oh, the butter cow ask is cool. Guy. Come on now. That's fun. You guys, you guys come to Iowa. I'll figure out a way to make it worth your while. And Dave, I you were talking about Wrigley Field last week. I gotta get you to Wrigley Field. You and me, Wrigley Field. Let's make it happen. That's but you got to wear the hat you're wearing right now. I oh. love that logo. You oh. love the old pirate logo. Yep, the old bucko, the bucko yeah. logo. All right, well, we'll do that. That that sounds like a plan. But what's but the best P-Rolf game on said, Iowa's? P. Rolf said Wrigley Field is overrated. It is. What What's the best game on Iowa's football schedule at home this year? Penn State. Um, what about? So I don't have it in. I don't have it in front of me, but it's not exactly a. Because I'm going to go to the. Co- I, I'm going to go to the Colorado Nebraska game, in Boulder, and so I'm going to try to get Dave, and we'll try to get the brigade, and we'll. Well, I'm trying to figure out how we, if we all can go there. So if we go to the, if you go to the Colorado Nebraska game, we can go see Dion play the Huskers, and then figure out a way. Can we go to Iowa Penn State, and Dave can see Penn State. I can get back to an Iowa football game. Penn State is in State College this year. Oh. Sorry, they're That's home. There. They got well, maybe we go there. Maybe we go they to got Michigan. State. They got Michigan State. They got Purdue. They got Minnesota. Ooh. You could come Ooh. from Minnesota, Ooh. October twenty first, Floyd to Rosedale. I'm not going after the, the the pig and freezing my ass off watching the pig get fought. October, for it. it's not bad. November, go to uh, do uh, November down. November fourth. They play Northwestern at Wrigley Field. You could kill two birds with do one they stone. Really? Yeah. A wow. regular season Big Ten games being played at Wrigley. Yeah, Wrigley who's, Field's going to get used in November. I'm really excited about it. Genius <laughs> idea is that? 
goodness gracious. Yeah, the Cubs won't be playing in there. Yeah, we, we, no. be, avail- be available. Not at all. That. <laughs> the Cubs won't be doing it. Todd, oh, thank you for everything God. you've done with us in the brigade, in the chat and everything else. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate your time today. Anytime, guys. I owe you a lot. It's Todd KGYM radio. Listen to him in Iowa and Iowa City and Cedar Rapids on the FM dial over there and the AM dial as well here. Does a great job on his show. He does. Really appreciate it. We got to know him pretty well doing some stuff with him. Uh, Very, very good stuff there. Uh, Okay. But yeah, I mean, that game, Iowa at Penn State might need to happen. I've never been been to your home stadium. Never been there. Get get the exact date of that. Would they white out that game or no? Depends. When is it? Don't know. Is a whiteout a certain time in the schedule every year? It's not the first three games. Can't be. So not allowed. Is that like tradition? No, 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 no. They just they, they can only do usually one night game. Oh, a year. So that yeah, there's a Big Ten Ooh. rule that after a certain amount, a certain date, I believe it's the 21st of October. It's Halloween. There's no more night games. So oh. they have to pump it up before that, but they don't do it in September because it's too soon. So it's usually an October game. Uh, let's see. Penn State football schedule, 1990. <laughs> 7-5 and all this other shit. 7-5? That was a final score of a Penn State-Iowa game. Oh it was miserable. Gosh. Yeah. One touchdown, a safety, and a field goal. Oh. Beautiful. Uh, September 23rd. Oh, I too don't early. think that's going to be a whiteout game. What hmm. in the hell? UMass plays at Penn State on October 14th? How badly is UMass going to lose? Oh bad, bad. God. <laughs> How much are you paying? To How much, much are they taking for that one? I'll probably have mil about, oh. I would guess, easy, somewhere in that range. Penn State is at Maryland on the 4th of November. Michigan at Penn State, November 11th. Oh. That might be it. That's Indiana at Penn State on the 28th. Yeah. Michigan, though. Michigan, Michigan at Penn State, it's a game. That's oh, a game. At Northwestern, then home against UMass, and then at Ohio State. October, There's I don't even know if there's an option. Payroll. I don't know if they have a whiteout this year. No whiteouts. Oh, wow. It's not going to be against UMass. No. (laughs) How are they playing UMass in October? By game. Who canceled that? Oh. Oh. It was a buy game. No, no, no. It's a buy game. They they bought UMass to come in there because they had an opening in the schedule. So they're just paying UMass to go there and get slaughtered. I mean, Penn State plays West Virginia at home to start, then okay. Delaware at home to start, then at Illinois, home against Iowa, and then at Northwestern. Ooh, that's the first five games. They could start five and zero. Oh, they should, mm-hmm. and then they have a bye, and then they play UMass the week before they play Ohio State at Ohio. That's State. why they're there. Yeah, it's, it's a Franklin's putting in a cupcake layup before <laughs> before they play Ohio State. That's what that is. He wants to he, he wants to figure out a way to get everybody ready to go. Because the Ohio State game is going to dictate everything for them. I, I've heard people say Penn State's going to be a national championship sleeper. 
This is when Franklin puts everything together. I don't want to get excited about this. I'm just saying that that's just what I've heard. Just people have talked about it. All right. Let's talk baseball. You are in the Buckos hat. All right. So here we are now with with our first set of games in four games down so far. Now it's a minute sample size compared to what we'll get for baseball. But But. there are a couple of takeaways that we can jump out of here from a data point standpoint. And it could help us in the future when it comes to betting over the next couple of days. Okay. So the first is stolen bases are way up and this. The game length is way down. I've actually seen people on Twitter be angry about the speed of the game. Does that make any sense to you? Listen, there's people on Twitter angry about everything. I would agree, but people like what in the the fuck could you be angry about the games being at play to the pace they're playing? They're going too fast. Too fast for what? I agree. I agree. I mean, Sunday night baseball last night. Sunday night baseball normally is supposed to be a three-hour min. Two-one final, two hours and thirty some odd minutes. Listen, that broadcast was fun. That flew by. Mm-hmm. I had it on the whole time. I had it on the whole time. I was organizing some hats in my room. A little one was we were back and forth organizing closets and all this other stuff. And uh it was it was really interesting. <laughs> but by the way, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Matt. I don't think Todd knew he was connected. Todd was connected still. Todd didn't want to leave. He wanted to come back and do a second didn't segment. No, you didn't know. Um, I like it. I don't. I mean, what what's the problem with it? Like, what? I have no idea why people. There is no shot clock game length or the shot clock now, but there's no game length, no running clock on baseball. It starts and ends. We don't know. If this thing gets done in three hours, okay. If it gets done in two hours and twenty minutes, okay. What the heck is the problem? What are you worried about? Whether the game takes a certain amount of time or not? I watched two full baseball games from beginning to end. One of them being that Sunday night game. Okay. I didn't see one reference to the to the pitch clock on the because, broadcast. Well, the pitchers were. It was on there. It was on. It was in the bug. You saw it. Well, I know, but it wasn't like it was um, a problem. It wasn't constant, like referring yeah. to. No, I think I think it's, the broadcasters have been told not to make it that's uh, that way. Okay, like just call call the game. That's it. And yeah. I think the players are going to continue to adjust. Yep. We saw less violations Sunday than we did on Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't. The know only what- thing about the violations I'll say that I don't like that bugs me a little bit is how quickly the umpires rule it and they just quickly move on. Like they just make that motion, that motion, they, they go like that. Right. And that means, that means you violated it and it's a, and it's a strike or a ball depending on who violated it. Uh huh. And you just, you just keep going. Like That's there's it. not, there's not like a, what I mean, but I, what I mean by that is if the broadcasters aren't playing very close attention to what just happened, I saw on one game I was watching, they were off. They thought it was strike three and it wasn't. So it was like, they got to pay attention. Everyone's got to be really on your P's and Q's. When you go to a game this year, you're going to have to really watch the game. You can't just like be doing something else because that pitch clock violation can change the whole at bat. It can change everything. But like I was at Kylie's games over the weekend at CSN and it happened a couple times there. There's no pitch clock. The guy just stepped out from behind home plate and said, you took too long. He did this signal or whatever. And I'm sitting with parents and you know, aunts and uncles in a stance are like, what's the count? Nobody knows. So it's yeah. easy to miss. Yep. If you're it's out quick. the game. Yep. It's very quick. And you got to have a baseball. You know, yeah. I like it. Though. Your I mean, ear and a scoreboard up there and right. pay attention. Right. 
But as far Ball as the one. pace of the game, I found it enjoyable. I, I mean, it's only four games in, but apps, I completely and totally agree. So the Rangers are three and oh, and they're pitching and hitting. Now this might just be the Phillies that we'll get to in a second, but could the Rangers be a team that makes some noise this year? We because they've got some before the season. Yes. Yeah. There's a people that are on this. The, the discussion went like this. The angels aren't going to be good again. Right. Yeah. The Mariners are going to step back a little. Okay. The Astros may even just fall right around their win total. Where are all those totals? Where are all those wins in that division going to come from? Texas. You got DeGrom at the top of the rotation. Who was bad, but one game. But, you know, yes, Texas might actually be good. I mean, it's three games. We got to pump the brakes. Right. We can't make right. any snap judgments. Right. You just see the lineup, though. You just like, as I was watching. Yeah. I mean, they scored a bunch of runs the first two games. They scored two runs last night, but they won. And you go, all right, if Martin Perez can pitch like that, because I actually faded him last night. I took, I took the over because I thought Martin Perez, like the Phillies are not going to go through this entire series and not have at least one big offensive game. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they won they lost 11 to seven, one of the games so they scored seven runs, but they were shut down in a big way last night by Perez. And he, his fastball and his slider was moving really well. And the Phillies just without Hoskins and without Harper, boy, <laughs> that lineup just doesn't have the teeth that it once did. It's always Turner and Swarber. I get it. But one through nine, not the same lineup by a long oh, shot. I mean, saw the interview with Harper and he's getting back on the field and he's going to, you know, he's trying to get better quicker, but yeah, they're going to have why, why rush. Why rush him? a serious injury i know but i mean one he wants to play and two they do need him like they can't no, get it's too true. far so behind 88 so. and a half was was the phillies win total yeah i i saw a lot of philly fans over the weekend people that i follow who bet the under who were very happy with that outcome saying yep this is exactly what we thought the phillies were going to be they're going to struggle yeah these people that make these snap judgments after three games i, I just kind of giggle and laugh because if i was still in the book i'd keep up the season win totals Nothing changes after three games. Same right. number we had. I keep it up for at least a week and let you bet it because more people will be betting the under. And if the number was right at the beginning, three games in, it's still right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't think anything can be without it being an overreaction judged from this weekend. But stolen bases are going up. There's there, there's that there's no question about that. So if you have one and two in the lineup that can actually get on base one and two move runners and get in scoring position, totals are going to be affected. You're going to see higher totals. You're going to see baseball totals go up. So I think that's one mm. thing like we can kind of be ahead of with the curve. Um, And as far as teams, I mean, I didn't. I didn't see anything over the weekend scores or anything that I went, Oh, you know what I saw? I saw pitching like Gump and I were talking on Saturday. Except for the Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles series. This is exactly. But like we were talking <laughs> Saturday night and he goes, look at the pitchers for Sunday. And I went, we went through the pitchers and the names, maybe recognized four of them. Mm -hmm. It was like, Whoa. Look at all these starters. I don't know who this is. I don't know who this right. is. I don't know who this is. There's a lot, like the three and four starters in, in a lot of rotations are, are guys that we may not know. Did you see what the kid in Tampa did yesterday? I mean, granted, it was against Detroit. 
but he's supposed to be, I mean, Jeff Passion's <laughs> been pumping that kid up all, all spring saying he's going to be a Cy Young contender. There is no doubt. I watched some of that game. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. Like that's a guy who five innings. Yeah. Dominant was dominant, like swing and miss stuff, no matter what. Yep. Um, there's, there's guys like this that we have to get on in April because the books are just, I mean, like you're just kind of going through the motions right now. It really starts this week, okay. maybe next week after the masters, right? Where you got to really dive in. So, I mean, you can catch one or two starts with guys that nobody knows who they are. And the price is just wrong. Price is just wrong. It's interesting because the Red Sox and the Orioles scored 27. Well, sorry. The Red Sox gave up 27 runs. And won two of the three games. <laughs> like now, the win for the Red Sox on Saturday was arguably one of the most insane wins you'll ever see in baseball. Yeah. Like there's no reason for the Red Sox to have won Saturday night's game against the Orioles. Pop fly, bottom nine, two outs, ball hits square in the glove of the left fielder, and he just straight drops it. Hit him on the heel. I don't know Adam, what he did. Adam Duvall, two pitches later, smacks a line drive over the green monster, walk-off win for the Red Sox. Like, game's over. Game should have been over. I mean, the Red Sox broadcast was like, this is going to be insane. If Duvall goes deep here, this is going to be one of those games you look back on and go, maybe it was the start of something. Two pitches later, bang, line drive, home run, Red Sox walk it off. It's like, wait, (laughs) what? How the hell did that happen? But their pitching is... for Baltimore to lose, man. It is. Red Sox pitching is absolutely awful. Awful. Chris Sale got tattooed They're gonna in that game to, on Saturday. Alex Gore is going to have to do a good job of managing that bullpen. <laughs> There's gonna, they're going to get a lot of innings quick. You know, they're going to they, – I don't know which starter. Like, they got to get somebody to go deep in the games. I mean, they're playing Pittsburgh – Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Please let us take two of three. Please. <laughs> we'll pause. Please. Let's 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 go ahead and pause that. I I have a rarity, but I I I am going to do a hat change. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into we're gonna get into this with some hockey talk before we'll, we'll talk baseball games today. But we'll do we'll do some hockey talk. I, I, I have to harken so, back to the oh, Cup days. That, 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 that's good. That, that's like me going back and pulling out the Red Sox championship stuff. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's it's almost as old. My my 2018 hats is almost as old as that 2017 hat. Both of both of our teams aren't going to be seeing championships <sighs> anytime soon on this. The Bruins won two games over the weekend on the road against Pittsburgh and against St. Louis. I won goal each, right? Wins or wins. Fair. The Penguins impressed me. So I bet them on Sunday and they came in and they won. Yep. Took care of Pittsburgh easily. Like I thought or, or, uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia easily. Like Thank I thought that you. they would. Yes. Are you guys making the playoffs? I think so. You got to win out. You got one I more think- loss. You, you have one more loss available. Exactly. I, I, the way it works out, I was looking at it last night. I don't know if I want to make the playoffs and play the Bruins in the first round though, because it's going to be a long fucking week. Like, there's nothing more than no, I would it, like. It'll be a long week and a quick series. How about that? <laughs> there's nothing more than I would like than if they play and uh-huh. the Penguins win. Like, okay. it would just that you that have Jari, would, you have that Jari. Would make listen. <laughs> that we'll do the show 
Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, <laughs> in the middle of the day, if I got to go wake Farrah up myself, I'll fucking find a way to keep doing the fucking show if the Penguins beat the Bruins. Because, God, uh. that will be exciting. I don't think it can happen. Don't get me wrong. But I think, I really think the Penguins are going to make the playoffs. I was looking at the schedule. I'm like, it's possible. It, it, it's 100% possible, but they've got work to do. They've got to really get after it if they're going to, they're going to, but they played really well. I mean, the Bruins went up, it was one, 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 nothing, one, one, two, one, two, two, three, two, three, three. And then a bad bounce off the, off the linesman shot pass or the pass right to Pasternak and he buries the hat trick for the game winner four, three win for the Bruins. And then Charlie Coyle gets the shootout goal for the Bruins and they've got 60 wins. Bruins have the max potential with five games left of 135 points. The record, the record 132. I still cannot believe that we named this show Bostonian versus the book. <laughs> and the Bruins may set the all-time record for most for, points in a hockey season and wins. in the and history wins of the yeah. league. So they are they are three wins from tie for, from breaking the record for wins. 62 is the record for wins. So they're three wins away from that record with five games to go. And now they are uh, eight points. No, it's eight points or how many points are they away from 132? I think they have 127. They're five points away from the, the, they're five points away from setting the all-time points record, tying the all-time points record. Do they do it? If you were putting up a line right now on the Bruins to break both records, Points and wins. Do they do it? Maple Leafs on five Thursday. Games? Their their schedule is the following over five games left. They play home for Toronto mm-hmm. on Thursday, mm-hmm. home for New Jersey. Wait, they don't Saturday. play again right now until Thursday? Correct. They get a late season vacation <laughs> for three days and nothing? <laughs> well, they just played back to back on the road. So. Oh, they just played back to back on the road. <laughs> okay, so Thursday against Toronto at home. That's one Saturday. game. Saturday against New Jersey at home. Probably winning that game. Go ahead. At Philadelphia, Sunday, back-to-back. They ain't losing that game. Go. Tuesday, home for Washington. Who's already done eliminating. Oh, <laughs> God, go. And then Montreal on the road at the Bell Center to set the record. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's their favorite to the do it. They're getting the win total. They're going to have 63 They're favored wins. to win. They're favored in every one of those games, no? Yeah. Yes. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. They only got to get three to get the record. I would make that a nice, juicy favorite because all you people from Boston and everybody would lay it. But, I mean, to get the record in points, they need six points? Uh, no, they need, I think, hold on. The Bruins. There's a possible 10 points there. Two, yes. Two one for a win. Yes, yeah. 132 so need, is the total. They need, and, and yeah. So they have, they, have they got everything. They break it. Yeah. They want 125. Yeah. Yeah. So they can lose a game and win all the runs in regulation or win the games and, and get the record. Oh right. My. That's the, right. <sighs> that's the points. The points thing is different than the wins because you can get a point without winning. They're at 125 right now. They're seven points back of the all time, but they're 60 wins. They're the only fourth team in the history of the league to have 60 wins. Put it in the chat. If you guys are watching the show right now, did a pet, did, did a Bruins, 
Do the Bruins get the point record? I think they're going to get the wins. They're winning three out of the five games. Yeah, the, and they. I want don't even want win. that in a discussion. They, they, yeah, get they the want point the win record. record. Yeah, sixty-two wins is is the record by Tampa Bay. They want that. They want the sixty-two. Detroit had sixty-two. Tampa had sixty-two. The point thing. I don't know if they get the point record. They definitely want the win record though. Cause they might bench everybody for the last two games. Right. That's the thing, right? If they, they get might. 63, they may just say, screw it. We don't need to play anybody else. Let's just go ahead and stop. 63. They're going to win three games in a row and they're going to sit everybody and not get the record. No, they'll get the win. They'll have the wins record. Then we'll get the points the record. points record. Yeah. I think they'll play one more game. Be wrote to get them all. Yeah, I think so. It's wild. I mean, I mean, it's, Jim Montgomery, as I said before, Jim Montgomery changed things for me when he said, We're, we want the record. We're here. We want the records. Let's go get them. Right. As a way of keeping his team sharp because they've been such, they've been so far in advance and so far in the lead of everybody else that they're kind of playing down to their competition, you know, losing in Nashville, playing, you know, two to one type games against right. bad against worse teams. Now he's like, wait, 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 we're playing for something, guys. Let's go and play it. Look at this guy, PB. Who, who I genuinely love and have never met, but him and Mrs. PB are always here watching the show. But he's right. He came in and said, you know, yes, of course, the big surprise, a BB, PB, <laughs> a, a former mass guy would say that they're going to get it. But he just came in the chat and said, we play for championships. He's right. God, that's what I mean, we do. This is this is going to be a tough spring. This is really going to be <laughs> this, a is, tough this is this is this is what we do. Uh, yeah. JC so, from KC said IDK. I don't know. No, IDC or IDK. He put Noah's IDK. No, it's spelled with a K, Dave. I know, but I I think he meant I don't <laughs> care is what oh. he, he should have said in there. No, IDC, I don't know. But he said, I don't know. Yeah, I'm know. with Jeff Benny. Win, yes, point, no. I think that that's very, that's very true. Win, yes, point, no. Wow. Bruins to win out, the percentage is 18.9% that they win out. Win, win all out. five. Win all five freaking games the rest of the way. Are you kidding me? If I that think Tyler happen, just makes his shit up. I think he just, I just think, like, how does Tyler have these calculators ready to go all the time? That would he's be, golfing. He's playing end, poker. He just Bruins makes would, his numbers up. I don't know what he the comes Bruins up The Bruins would end the year on an eight-game winning streak, and they will have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 15 of 16 games heading into the postseason. If they, that happens, if they were to win out. <laughs> 15 of 16 into the playoffs. Would you believe? And then they, as the president's trophy, lose to the Penguins in the first round of the playoffs. It ain't happening. They match up so well with the Penguins. It's such a, it's such a good matchup for the the Bruins. I want them to see the Penguins. They're a great matchup for the Boston Bruins. (sighs) Love that. Give me, feed me the Penguins, please. That is a beautiful thing for the Bruins. If that were to happen, I don't love. If it's if it's the Islanders, I'm a little more. I'm a little. Meh. You're worried about the Islanders? Not worried, but like it, it's it's a coach, it's a team, it's a little. I don't. I'd rather have Pittsburgh, personally. Be careful what you wish for. I. It's okay. Crosby's Crosby. We'll take care of them, and and we're we're all good. We, we got a Mike Sullivan's the coach. You got a goddamn Selly coaching the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ain't happening. Okay. Former guy to take it all down. Former, former Bruin coach, Boston guy. Ain't happening. Okay. No Selly's going to take down the Bruins in this run to that, but it's it's fine. <laughs> but the West in the NHL is stupid right now. Holy crap! I mean, the East yes. is fun, but the West is an absolute mess. Complete so let's just mess. go through this here. Okay. So the central, the wild have 97 points. 
Yes. The Avalanche have 96 points, and yes. the Dallas Stars have 96 points. In the Pacific, Vegas has 101 points. Yes. Kings have 100 points. Yes. Edmonton has 99 points. <laughs> like, there is not a single playoff. Now, we have teams that have clinched playoff spots, but there's not a single playoff seating that's set yet right now. No. With five games to go. No, we were going over this a little bit on Saturday, and it was like, I mean, I got, I'm got. i not going to lie. I got off the phone with you, and I was like, my head hurts right now trying to figure out who's going to play who. I'm just going to walk away from all of this right now because in right. five days, it's going to be completely fucking different. Because the Kraken have 90 wins. Sorry, 90 points. 90. The Jets have 89 points. Calgary Flames have 87, and the Ooh, Preds have still alive. And the Somehow. Preds are still alive, too. They're both still alive. Calgary, the Preds are, but like, I guess they could still make it, but they can still make it. I mean, it's you have a huge Predators have a huge game against Dallas tonight. Huge game for them against Dallas. Wild play Vegas tonight. Huge game. Yeah, especially after the game here Saturday night, which mm-hmm. was one of the best games that the Knights have played all season. Yep. That was that was a playoff game. And I that was the first time in a month where I said, man, we get the right matchup here. They're going to win the first series. They can right. actually, we could get caught up in this again. And I'm telling you, it's fun. Those, those Stanley Cup runs, the buzz gets going. If they play like that, they're going to be a hard out. for. Well, they're I mean, starting to win at home now. They're 23-15-1 at home. They were great on the road, but their home schedule, they're winning games at home all of a sudden. But they're playing a game like that. Mm-hmm. Right, three one. Yep, Brossois or Brossois or Yep, Brossois, Brossois. Yep, my French stinks, but I try to. Pre- I <laughs> pretend that I speak it sometimes. It's it's fun. Um, he could be the number one. <sighs> Jonathan Quick's not going to be okay with that. Why? Because <laughs> Quick came here for the whole point. He thinks he he's could gonna- be in Columbus. I think Quick will be good with maybe starting on a bench. Listen, you can ride a young guy like this all the way to the finals because he don't know no different, and right. he's just out there making saves. Let's go, like that's. And if he get needs a spot, start quick and come in and maybe. Spot. I I like that better, but the West is 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 a. I mean, the mess. Dallas Stars could want could the Dallas Stars could wind up being the one seed in the Central and play a wild card team. I mean, could you imagine if the Wild and the Avalanche have to play each other? First round, first round, that can happen. Or what did we talk about on Saturday? Avalanche Stars. Uh, right now it's Avalanche Stars. Yeah, which First one of those two round teams? War, and it's huge for the Bruins because some of the best teams in the West, one of them is gone. If the Avalanche play the da- if the Dallas Stars play the Colorado Avalanche, one of those teams won't be there. That's a huge break for the Bruins to right. have those right right out of the gate. You know immediately, okay, because Dallas and Colorado could both beat the Bruins. One of those two teams are gone. Now you're down to just one of them. And I hope it's Dallas who wins. Are the Bruins already in the Stanley Cup Finals? What are they worried about anybody in the West for already? What are you talking? Because the Bruins are going to be in the Cup Finals. I'm just I'm putting them in the Cup Finals. Even Gretzky's afterwards. Gretzky was like, "I feel bad for them if they don't win the Cup. I feel bad for them." Feel bad for them. Yes, he he told a Bruin player who was being interviewed, saying, "You know, I feel bad for you guys if you guys don't get there. So get there. Like (laughs) it's like you get yes. So I mean, it's uh, I I am not going." This is if the Bruins don't win the cup, they're going to lose it in the cup finals. Wow. I'm not worried about the East at all. The West is where the real strife is going to come. Oh, I do believe this. There's Western teams with to worry about. So 
Bruins beat up by the whoever wins the West is going to be pretty beat up by the time they get to the cup. Five. And I want the Bruins to be like four, one, four, oh, four, one, just go ahead and bang, 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 bang. And then sit back and watch the war and just say, okay, guys, kill each other and see who comes out of it. Oh. Is it going to be McDavid? I want revenge for 1991. I want Bruins against the, the Oilers because the Oilers had Gretzky Bruins didn't have anybody like that. And they, no, they, the Gretzky wasn't on that team. He wasn't on that team. No. Who was on that Orioles team? Going to LA. Who was on that Orioles team? I mean, Messier, right? Yeah, Messier. Okay, it was Messier. I mean, like Peter Klima. We we didn't have anybody like that. We we didn't have an all-time great on our roster with that. What are you talking about? Cam Neely. His kick, all time great. Do I put Cam, Cam Neely, Neely was in the, the all time? We're in a league. No, man. he was. I love Cam Neely. I don't. I just don't know if I put him in the same pantheon of Messier and Gretzky and well, no, Lemieux. no one's in that. No. Well, that's what I mean. We didn't have one of those guys. They had one of those guys. We didn't have one of those all. The Bruins now have one of those guys. Pasternak is stupid. Pasternak is unbelievable. He's not Gretzky or Messier. What are you talking about? He could be. He's going on that road, okay? If you're talking about McDavid Yet. being – if McDavid's this big unbel- – he's in the same category as McDavid. There's nobody talks about it. Pasta's that good. He's that Ray, good. Ray, Ray Bork was a pretty good player. He was, and I love Ray Bork to death. Yes, absolutely. He's a Ray Hall Bork of Famer. Defenseman, yes. Hall of Fame defenseman, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Ray Bork. I mean, 777, it's phenomenal. Esposito, that moment, I'll never forget that moment. Take the hat right. to Jersey off, gave it to it. Phenomenal. I want the Oilers, but it's not going to happen. It's going to be the avalanche. It's going to suck. It's going to be an absolute seven game war. It's going to be the avalanche. I think the avalanche, I I think looking at if they're healthy, I hope it's Vegas. I mean, give me Vegas. (laughs) It would be amazing. if It's Vegas. Boston couldn't ask for something better than that. Going to go broke paying for Stanley cup. (laughs) And after calling some serious fucking favors for that one. VGK at the wild tonight. Total yeah, five and a half. One thirty-eight on the wild. Totals five and a half. Yeah, two games tonight with totals of five and a half. This is like weird. This is like you know we've got a time warp here. Well, we've we've we talked about this. The playoffs are starting. Yeah, right. The playoffs are starting right now. There's five games left for some teams. Six, but these are playoff games. This is a huge measuring stick playoff game type feel. This is a must watch game. You got to lean wild, right? After what happened here, it just reverses there. Wild Probably. The wild are a weird team. They're scoring and giving up goals. I don't get what's going on. I'd bet the over in this game at five and a half. I'd bet over. You like over tonight at five at five and a half. I'd bet over. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't bet it, but I would, I would, I like over in this game. Mm-mm. I booked that. This is another Wilder. playoff game. I mean, yeah. you got to be careful with Flurry. He's capable of giving up. They, they get That's what I mean. Where they play the game, right in the middle of the game, they might have to play that wide open. We got a score thing, but um, no, I like under, and I would lean Minnesota. This feels just like that, the old school bat home yeah. and home. Flip it up. Yeah, flip, home whoever's team home. wins. Yeah, home team wins. Fair. No, I I think the wild in their favor as such for that very reason. And then Dallas against Nashville, this total is five and a half as well. This is embedded or booked. I got it now. I got a better. Oh, it's back up to six. Yeah, this is painted six everywhere. Why there's did it no, go? That's weird. So this so there's, there's a well, difference. I don't see. Oh no, there is one five and a half still left offshore, but they're that was they're surprising. So we, it was six all last night and went down to five yeah. and a half. Now it's back up to six. 
Yeah, FanDuel was just testing the waters with that five and a half. Because it's oh. it's six and it's I mean it's circa six over fifteen. Oh, okay. so that tells me we're going up over. Yeah, we're going under in this game. Oh, yeah, oh, I like under. over. We're going under this game. This is there's Nashville has to win this game. Nashville could be eliminated if they lose this game. This is their playoff lives. Oh, every game becomes that for them until they pretty lose. much. Yeah, pretty much. Because it depends on who wins on the other side. But they're three games back. They're five games. They're sorry. The, the, the three points back of the Flames are they're five points back of the Jets. They they don't have any wiggle room. Like they got to win everything. So St. Louis got eliminated yesterday when the Bruins, uh, when the Bruins beat St. Louis on Saturday, and then yesterday they were officially eliminated from the playoffs. So St. Louis is dead. So the next person to be eliminated is Nashville on the chopping block. Uh. So they have no choice. They got to play their in the, and Soros has been playing unbelievably well. He has to stand on his head here. And I just don't know. I think Dallas wins the game, but all three games so far between Nashville and Dallas have gone under. <laughs> Excuse me. They've all, gone, they've all gone under. Mm. Nashville just plays this way. If they're going to win. It's going to be a two, one type hockey game. Got to go ahead and burn it, burn it and play tight to the vest. They go, they go anywhere close to being open. They're going to deep, deep trouble for that. Um, okay. Let's get to the NBA. Yep. Just in case you, you forgot. Um, that would be that would be seventeen on 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 that. Um, so we'll, uh, your Sixers got blasted by the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday after the yeah, Celtics yeah. blasted the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, why did Embiid even play? I don't know. They looked like they wanted to be anywhere else but Milwaukee last night. That was really weird. They were down double digits the entire game. 20 at, at one point. I feel like I'm let, I am I let myself get caught up in this chicanery every spring. I Sixers. want the Celtics and Sixers to play because I believe no, that the Sixers could beat you, them. And no, then I'm like, no, no, no they can't. They're not. They, can't. I, they match up so well with Philly. It's I want Philly. Give me Philly. Feed me the Sixers again. The same thing will happen like it's happened the last time. Oh, God. They match up so well. Embiid gets shut down by Al Horford. Harden is uninterested and, and just doesn't want to do it. doesn't care about anything anymore. And Maxi will play his ass off and keep them in the game, but they'll lose. Oh, this is annoying as hell. I can't, <laughs> I can't. The NBA is off today. Yes. Why? The entire league. Well, well, they, they defer to, they, they give this, the spotlight to college basketball tonight. They, they schedule an off. Oh, the that's why. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. I like that move. Yeah. I didn't the whole, they that. Do every year. The whole league is playing tomorrow, pretty much. Right. Boston's Big. playing at Philly tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> that's I was saving that for tomorrow. <laughs> I just wanted to remind myself and the listeners. Just by the way, the Bruins beat the Penguins. The Red Sox are, are going to beat the Pirates, and the Celtics will beat the Sixers. It's a tough, tough road for you. This is a tough couple of games for you. <laughs> This is this is speed bump time here. You're getting it on the chin from the Boston Championship Parade. Sixers are winning tomorrow. <laughs> All right, maybe don't don't put that on your overnight show on your daily juice or any of that other stuff <laughs> or put the Discord. Don't do it. All right, Sixers are winning tomorrow. Maybe they're they're gonna win tomorrow. 
Maybe it just depends if Boston cares or not. Boston cares you're not winning. Why them. wouldn't Boston care? They can catch they the don't, Bucks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They don't want to catch the Bucks. They don't care. They, they don't want they, that one seed. Nah, they just flexed and let everyone know that if we have you, we we're good. We if we got to play here, we're good. They did. They did so, kind of tell them that a little so bit. So if if we're coming back here and you have home court, we're not worried. So just FYI, we're just letting you guys know. And then, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why Embiid played yesterday. I don't know. It was really weird. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just NBA just, MVP argument. Now I don't know. Like it don't feel. It feels like it's done. Like they're going no, to. He's playing for the. I think he played for that award. I think he played for the award because I, I think. Well, he, how are you not sat, giving it to Giannis? Well, I think the reason why he played is because all the criticism that came down on Jokic for not playing when Embiid was there and Embiid played, and now Giannis played. And Embiid couldn't sit because he had a chance to match up with Giannis. So if he sat, then all the things that were said about Jokic gets said about uh, gets said about Embiid. So that's why he played. I mean, he's, he can score twenty points with his eyes closed. He just he just didn't really give a flip for that game. And now he's still a really big favorite. But people are saying, wait a minute, there's going to be you know coming down to the vote. As you mentioned, thirty people are voting on this thing, right? I would not be betting on this. This is such a coin flip on three levels that I want no part of that market. I never bet on these things. We we booked it the last two years I was in the risk room and I was like, what are we doing? Literally right. just go in and move it based on a story, based on a tweet, right. based a on game, one game. Like just trying to, yeah. Right. Like it was yeah. like, what are we doing right now? I mean, there wasn't I much think action Giannis, on it. If I had to give, if I was voting it, I'd vote it for Giannis. So would I. So right I, now. It's I would like, vote either. I would vote it. I mean, he's on the he's the best player on, on the, the best, best team, record record wise. Yes, it's hard to argue. Yep. When you come down to that, who's the best player on the best team? Now is Embiid. Are the Sixers where they're at because of Embiid? Of course. Yeah, my problem with the but, whole thing every year is the word value. That's I can't stand it. That's just like the gambling space. I fucking I hate the I hate the value conversation in this same thing. It's a that's a that's a good valuable, most valuable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does that mean like everyone else is running around on first take and whatnot today saying, well, the record is 10 and 6 without Giannis, and every player without Giannis scores more. So is Giannis really that valuable? Uh, what? Uh, uh, they like must you, have it votes. Makes my head hurt. Like, I, I, don't, mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Let me do a quick shout out to, to, to my guy, Nico yeah. from, he's a graduate student at Hofstra university. Oh, um, who's doing some work on, uh, the legalization of sports gambling and cool. sports gambling content and all this other stuff. And him and I are going to have a discussion deeper about it, but I invited him to the show and he said, I'm coming in right now. So I wanted to recognize him and all Very the cool. great work that the, Appreciate Hofstra that. kids all do there in that school of communications. And if you need us to come out and do a show oh. while you're there, uh, Nico, talk to some professors. We'll come out. To I've Hofstra. called a game at Hofstra before. You did? Mm, lacrosse. Really? You, UMass at lacrosse. UMass, UMass at Hofstra lacrosse game. Yeah. Big rivals in, in lacrosse. Are they? So, yeah. So the Lakers aren't have won 10 of 14. Damn right they have. What do you make of the Lakers here? What do you mean? Could They're you, coming. Could you bet? Could you stomach a bet on them to win the West? Making it or taking it? Winning it all. Winning the West. Am I making the bet or taking the bet? Making the bet. 
Why do I got to do that to myself? I'd rather take the bet. <laughs> I'd rather take that bet. You are the book, but I'm saying if you're yeah. a gambler, from the audience perspective, who are not bookmakers for the most part. No, we're not. We're not taking any bets. Just for anybody watching the show, make yes, it perfectly no, no, no. clear. Yes. Well, yeah, no, no. We're not taking any bets. 12 to 1. No visits from no lawyers. Leave me the fuck to alone. 12 to 1. No 12 to 1. Would you make that bet? It's not a. I don't think so. LeBron goes God mode. Anthony Davis does what he did in the last game. Can you imagine that if this sets up right, we could get Lakers Suns first round against KD? Cool. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up for that. It's a hell of a game. I'd Big rival. Series. I mean, it's wild, right? So you look at the Western Conference right now. The Suns are the four seed. Yep. They, they're nine games back of the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. There are a total now. I, it's ridiculous. There are nine teams within four and a half games of each other. That's going all the way down to the 12th seed in the conference. I like it. Do you like of it? Of course. How can you not like, like this? It. This is awesome. This is scoreboard watching. Not everybody likes this. Everybody Why not? I don't know. There's curmudgeons and people that go, oh, the NBA is no good and there's no good teams. There's this, there's that. Well, that's fine. But what I love competition. If you love competition, how could you not love watching the, you know, the Utah Jazz right now are four and a half games back of the, of the Suns? <laughs> I mean, I guess not yeah, the Suns. There's the Clippers, only five games Clippers. left, right? Well, so here, so so yeah. here, here it is. Okay, the Suns Five are forty games left, forty three and thirty five. The wins are what we're going to count. Thirty five at okay. seventy eight. There's only four games left for that team. Yep, so forty one and forty one. No, no, Suns are are in. They're not going to be caught. You mean the hmm. Suns are forty one and th- sorry, the Clippers are forty one and thirty eight. The Warriors are forty one and thirty eight. The Lakers are forty and thirty eight. The Pelicans are 40 and 38. So they the got a game in hand. Yep. The Timberwolves are 39 and 40. Did you see what they did yesterday? Um, They were 16 point favorites and they lost outright. Closed 19. Oh, 19. Lost outright. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. What are uh, you doing? <laughs> lost three games in a row at a really bad time. The Thunder are 38 and 41. The Dallas Mavericks are 37 and 42, and the Utah Jazz are 36 and 42. The Dallas Mavericks are not going to make the playoffs right now. Hell no. They don't want to. I think they want to go as far away from each other as possible. They're done. So are the Jazz. So really, we have a pretty good idea who's going to be in there. It's just a matter of who's going to be in the play-in tournament and who is not. And right now, the Clippers and the Warriors are not, but they are very much in jeopardy of going into the play-in tournament if they don't watch out. Four four teams have 38 losses. Two in and two are out of the play-in tournament. I love this. This is fascinating. Everyday scoreboard watching. The 4-5 is going to be so good. It could be Suns, Warriors, Suns, Lakers. Yep. I don't think it could be Lakers, Warriors. But either way, oh, it could if, be. 
It, right? If the Suns don't win another, no, game it'll be Suns. No, 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 no. Suns, Suns have it. Suns are going to be the four seed. So the right. five, the five seeds, the question, right? It, it could be Suns Clippers. It could be Suns Warriors. It could be Suns Lakers. So if you're the five, if you're playing for the five, are you playing for the five to get the Suns with the cool. Suns having home court? Or are not. you trying to be the six? You try to be the six, but right now you can, it's almost impossible to do that because you could wind up in the play. You could wind up in the seven, which (laughs) means you've got to play an extra game just to get in. And if you lose that game, you got to play another game to get in to play at Denver. Bad news. So bad news. Again, change is good. A lot of times people resistant to change. And I've been guilty of that myself. If you ask my wife, she's like, you hate change. I don't hate change. I hate change for the sake of change, but change for the better. Most of the time, change hits you when you ain't even ready for it. Fair. This change is great. I like this change. This is good. I I think it's good. All these people are like, oh, there's not a super team for everybody to hate and go against. Who cares? All the series are going to be good. All the series in the NBA in the West are going to be pretty entertaining. I'm all for it. I can't wait. Let's go. It's going to be fun. I think as a basketball fan, I think you're going to, it's going to be, we're in for a really fun April and May in the NBA and the NHL. Rainmaker 512 just said NBA playoffs is a different breed. though. regular season is trash and playoffs are great. Fair. Is it? Yes. I think it's a fair point. No load management. Everyone plays hard. Yes. I mean, NBA basketball is when you see the NBA, like you see the best players playing at their best. Right. That's right. What you want, you just don't get that in the, in, in, in the NHL, we get that night in and night out in the NBA. Can we just, not. can we like, can we play the NBA playoffs games like every other day? I don't want to play Wednesday, Sunday. They're so spaced. It's such a pain. It's, in the ass. That's I, I can't stand that. Like seriously. But see, for me, it's good because I'm going to get a Bruins playoff game, then a Celtics playoff game, then a Bruins playoff game, then a Celtics playoff game. So my <sighs> week is going to be good. So I like it. <laughs> it's it spaces out my my week nicely to have a bunch of breaks in between and then like a Red Sox game in between. So it's it's not bad. Uh, all right, let's talk some baseball here for games taken on today. Please, the Mets. Bromelkett mentioned it. Mets and the Brewers are playing today. It's Carrasco against Peralta. The number is minus 120. I, I've not been impressed with the Brewers so far. Mets took three of four from the Marlins to open the year. Did you see Senga? He was unbelievable. So the Something ghost called a ghost forkball. Yes, the ghost forkball. This is the new you know gyro ball from Daisuke Matsuzaka a couple of years ago. Have you seen what this thing does in slow yeah. motion? pretty wild it's funky it's a funky rotation there's a couple pitching guys that i follow on twitter that are great i think one of them's rob friedman the other one's codify and all these things and they show this frame by frame thing and that ball goes like this and then just just disappears right off the screen like down looks unhittable i don't know that was one of my takeaways like Listen, he could be the best third starter in baseball. Holy shit, the Mets are going to be really good. Like, it's going to, they're going to, I mean, they're not going to rush Verlander back, sit back. We're going to win some games. I don't know. I'm not worried about the, the, I mean, how many times you get the Mets? Maybe on the third or fourth day as dogs, but like, I don't know. Looks too easy, right? 
I like Carrasco last year. Yeah, I, last year I liked Carrasco a lot. Well, the game's already started. It's in the fourth inning, and they trail oh. one nothing. Oh, there you go. So the underplay. So. Yankees have Cortez on the mound against the Phillies, who are throwing Walker. Yep. I mean, Yankees are a pretty big favorite here with this one. Phillies might be in trouble. This is a tough start to the season. Uh, yes, but if Walker has swing and miss stuff today, he's strikeout props probably going to go over. Mm-hmm. Yankees still strike out a lot. Yes, they do. There's a lot of holes in that lineup, um, at least at the beginning. And they swing for the fences like it seems like every every time. Well, I mean, second longest home run in the history of Mike Stanton over the weekend. Are you impressed by the distance? No, but he, but 475 feet is 475 feet. That's a long way. <laughs> yes. And, and when you're there in person, like I, I remember seeing long home runs like at spring training down in Arizona. I saw a ball by Kevin Mitchell hit a mountain in Tempe <laughs> that I was like, I don't even know if you could – shoot a ball that far, like out right. of a, like, how did he hit it that far? So it's impressive when you see it, but it's still only one run. Right. Like, well, it's two, but yeah. Right. Okay. But like, I'm not impressed by the distance. Something it's it's like fun. That. I mean, it's, it's like a drive in a golf course though. It's like, okay, you hit the ball 500 yards on a drive. That's great. What'd you get on the hole? Bogey. Well, who cares? <laughs> like it's, what, what did you do with it? <laughs> like, okay. Did you right. win the game? Okay. Right, you know, a long home run. Did you lo- you lost five to one? Okay, well, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> you lost you lost the game because you had a long home run. Uh, by the way, Walker's pit a K prop today is four and a half. Over juiced, unders juiced. Is it is it bad weather there or something? I don't know. Four and a half is the number. Minus one hundred six to the over. Minus one twenty at Fanduel to the under against the Yankees. Well, I mean, if you don't go to the fifth inning, you don't get the prop most likely, right? Uh, That's the problem. The K props are based on how long they last. A lot of times, yeah, it's like you get one per inning. If that's your average or, you know, you're averaging pitching five and two thirds, your K props four and a half. Hmm. It's kind of how the number sometimes it made. But like other times, you know, you get a, a guy that gets K seven and a half is a big number. And they get 11 K's and you're like, why did I make the number higher? Mm. So I bet that over. Mm, Right. Orioles and the Rangers eight and a half total today. I I don't know what to make of this. Honestly, like. Over, right? Over. It's it's over, right? Well, hold on. Hit refresh. I swear, guys, if you're listening (laughs) down there in those places, I mean, we're friends. We're all friends. Like, well, I, I, I've worked down there, lived down there. I, 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 they just moved. Offshores just went to nine right now. Right now? <laughs> Literally right now, they said, fuck it. We're going to nine. We didn't even say over. But it is the play. Got to be the play. Yeah, it's the play. You have to bet the pitching. Gives yeah. up bombs. He get, You know, he's a good pitcher, but he gives up homers. Well, and the Rangers just got shut down yesterday, last night. Yeah. The only problem is Sunday night baseball, but the game went fast. So it wasn't like they were playing until midnight. Did you like the baby blue on the baby blue on the baby blue? It was okay. It, 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 I, it, I had it looked a, all right. Somebody had a good point that maybe wear the red hat with those unis and it just oh. offset it. Yeah. Might, might, might help, but I love those Ranger uniforms. Those, those baby blues are great, but they had Sunday night baseball going on at globe life 
and the Taylor Swift concert next door at Jerry's World. That traffic must have been the absolute most hellacious way of getting out of that complex. Have you ever been there? To I've been to Jerry's World. I haven't been to I haven't oh, been to the, the, okay. the new ballpark now. Is it right there? Where? Well, wait. The, the old one was. Is, the old is, one was in Arlington. And, and that's where Jerry's World is. Where's oh, Where's Glow Life? Is, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I thought they were next. Never I thought they been. built it just next door. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Oh, I don't know. If that was the case, forget it. Like, that's just no. After <laughs> my experience driving around here on Saturday. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to drive yeah, that, traffic it's in Arlington. Anymore, yeah, it's, it's in Globe Life's in Arlington. Okay. Globe Life Field is. Um, yeah, I don't want, I, I don't want to drive nowhere. No, I mean, you're in Arlington. So, I mean, who knows? It's, it may not be, oh yeah, no, it's right there. I'm right. It's right there. So you have, you have Globe Life Field. You share the parking lots like that? You don't that share close? the parking lots, but it's, it's like a half a mile. Like you're in the general oh, oh, area. Yeah. You're in the same yeah. vicinity. <laughs> so there were two, there were a hundred and 10,000 people there for a concert. And there were 40 or 50,000 there for a baseball game. Wait, Tate Day sold out Jerry's world. Three nights in a row. 110,000. God bless. Three nights in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's God bless her. Like, are you serious? That went. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's. I mean, the amount of money that 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 three day run just made is <laughs> unfathomable. This is going to go down to the most the most profitable concert tour in the history of U.S. touring. It's just stupid. Like that no one, no one does this. Unbelievable. Yeah, and so but you so you went to that game last night. Oh boy, no, thank you. Uh, okay, one more before we get go. Oh, let's do the Pirates and the Red Sox one before we let go of sports grid. All right, they, hurry up, they, do it fast because we're they'll find for this the to be fun. We got the message. We got a, we got a three game set. Red Sox are favored. Yeah. Of course, Toes nine. Toes nine and a half. What, Sox what, are winning what, two what, or three. What, what, go ahead. What are you going to say? Are, they gonna, they so, gonna fucking sweep them or not? No, two out of three. Pirates are going to win two out of three? No, Red Sox win two out of three. Oh. Red Sox take, but it'll be all high scoring. Take the over. Really? Yeah. Did you see the Pirate Bats? Uh, I mean, they got one run, two runs over the weekend. Yeah, it's Cutter Crawford, Nick Pavetta, and Corey Kluber for the Red Sox. <laughs> Pirates should score some runs. <laughs> In this, if you need the offense to get right, this is the pitching staff to get your offense right <laughs> up against. I like under tonight. Oh. Can't keep hitting like the, you guys were hitting against the Orioles. Yes, they Pirate can. Pirate bullpen's going to slow you down a little bit. All right. Sure. Man. Who is this if kid? There wasn't guys, enough to watch tonight with the, this 25-year-old kid from Cuba. Who is this kid? Oviedo. Red Sox are asking themselves that right now. To go over <laughs> Who is this guy? Right I, don't, I don't know anything about him. Nobody knows. Nothing about him. Or Cutter That's Crawford. Like is, he's a gas can. Cutter Crawford's a, I mean, <laughs> the only way the Red Sox are, are going to win games this year, the number is six. Okay. They got to score six runs a game. I used to tell the kids that we uh, would get to the game and right. I'd look at the other pitcher and I'd yeah. look at our pitcher warm up, even when it was my daughter, and I'd be like, hey, got to get at least six. <laughs> Coach Dave, what do you mean? 
<laughs> ours ain't gonna get there either. We gotta right. get at least six. six. Yep, that's what the, my number. For the, I don't know if game. that's a good thing for the big league. Every game for the Red Sox going into the game, I'm going to say, can the Red Sox score six against this pitcher and this team? If they answer okay. yes, they can win. Otherwise, forget it. Damn, son. I can't wait to see how many games the Red Sox win with scoring less than six runs this year. It's going to be not many. Not many? I, their pitching staff is so bad. Ooh. It's so, so, so bad. So we'll see. I say two or three. Dave says two or three for the Pirates. We'll see when it's happening. Sports great. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. You guys are watching on YouTube or Twitter. Don't move. Bonus time. Bonus BVB starts right now here on BVB. Right now. So there was one game we didn't get to. Braves and the Cardinals is actually yep. maybe the game of the night. Good game. Morton against Wofford. It's Wofford. It's a phenomenal game. Yep. Who do you like in this one? I like the Braves. <sighs> Dead pick him for the side. I mean, it's minus uh, anywhere. This is good. I, I love when the baseball games are like this. Anywhere from minus 118 to 119 up to 125. Yep. Caesars is up as high as 130 on the Braves. Um, I feel like I'm missing something where it's um I, I'm a sucker for the for the dog in this spot. I would I would take St. Louis plus. I like the under in the game, um, but that's typical of me. And I, I, I do this. I used to do this all the time. Home team and under, dog and over, your uh, or road team and over, over in this right. spot. Complete, I think, complete coin flip as far as the the side. Just good luck. Right. All right. Time for better to book it. Yep. Let's start with tonight: San Diego State and UConn in the Natty. Totals 132 and a half or 133. I I thought about betting the over was leaning towards it. And I just, if San Diego state's going to win this game, this game's going to get played in the lower 50 or the upper 50s, lower 60s. Okay. And I'm just, I feel like if UConn gets, if they run into a cold streak and they have not been cold the entire tournament. So when would they go cold in the natty when it all matters, the national championship, when it really, when all the pressure comes down on them because they're the big favorite and everyone at home has been calling them and saying, you're going to win the national championship tonight. You're going to win the national championship tonight. And all of a sudden they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Dog in the under or UConn in the over. Right. I'll take, I'll take plus seven and a half. I want them to win outright. Can they just win outright? San Diego State? Yeah. Whew. It'd be something. Can they? Sure. I mean, everyone's doubting them every step of the way, including me. Uh, when San Diego State somehow won that game against Florida Atlantic, which I still can't believe they hit that shot, but it was perfect and it went. I was this close to having those futures 75 to 1 one way, Miami over San Diego State, and 55 to 1 on San Diego State over Miami. Any exact. Oh, I was that oh. close. And I was like, Come on one time. And of course it didn't come in, but I have San Diego state futures at 13 to one and plus seven fifty. So I'm okay. rooting for them to win, but I'm not sold because I already went bet Connecticut. Yeah. Can smart. you get a middle? Should I take the points here with you? I mean, that's if you have, yeah. I mean, if you have UConn money line, take I, the points. I mean, I'm going to play off this. So I got seven and a half. Like I said, I want to get off to a good start for San Diego state. I want to see if I can get some plus money on UConn. And then have plus plus and just watch the game and see who winds up happening. Right. 
and just see how, how it rolls. That's why I tell, I'm trying to play this because I really don't know. Like this is, this is one of those games where it's a hard handicap. I mean, no matter what number, what metric you're looking at, everything is screaming under. And yet people are betting over simply because of the way that UConn is shot in this tournament. Yeah. So they think UConn could run away with it. And then they score 80 and the game's going over 130 and a half because it's going to be 80 to 60. Oh, damn it. All right. I'd say I bet this. It's right a tough now. game. It's a really, yeah. really tough game. This is, this is super but Like you hard. said, when we were talking to Bromel camp, like it's okay to pass. Like, listen, it's yes. the last college yeah. basketball game. There's a bunch of other stuff. We got a lot of battles to fight in the next. I'm learning. I, the, the, I think one of the, every year I learn more and more and more, the more I do this. And I think the biggest lesson I've learned in the last six months, the higher profile, the game, the bigger the stage, the less I want to bet it. The, the less yeah, people used to say that to me, like, Dave, how could you not care? It's this game. I'm like, I'd rather watch the Red Sox and the Pirates tonight. It's like, not that I, I don't watch have, it. it no, it's no, not, I don't have any. There's no edge. I have nothing. Right. That, that's it. Right. The, the amount of money uh, to money down. I want to watch it. But, yeah. but the chasm between what I'm watching and what I am betting is starting to grow. Yes. And it's and it, it, that yes. that's a rarity. That, that's a, for me that's a yeah. that's a first it's a first experience for me in Bro. my life. Yes. To awesome. see to to recognize that and go, yep. I don't need to put money on Yukon. I have, but I don't need to do it. I do it for a ju- for the juice, but like I don't it's not like I'm going to watch this game any less and be like, "Oh man, if I had money on it, I'd enjoy it more." No. I'm going to enjoy the right. game. It's a championship game. Right. But yes. I know watching the hockey games tonight that I have bet, I feel like I have better, I have more edge or information and no one's betting it. <laughs> so, so I feel like I've got a better opportunity to actually win than I do. Cause this is going to come down to a free throw. I mean, most likely this is going to come down to a foul call or a turnover right. or a, a jump shot. Like right. it's going to be five, six, seven, right. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be right, right there. And you're going to be doing the, the math in your head and you're going to be grinding it or it's gonna it's gonna be five six seven right or mm-hmm. eight it's it's falling yeah. if if UConn wins it's by five six seven or eight mm-hmm. most likely or San Diego they kill State them and it's a horrible of, game or or San Diego State pulls one of the biggest upsets in the history of basketball yeah or UConn wins by thirty I don't know if that one's happening I hope not but I think it's on the table uh, San Diego State is so resilient and, and they are is, is able to not. They've been down. They've been down by 13 points twice in this tournament and come back and won. And won the game. Won outright. So they have. If they do go down big, you know they have it in them to come back. They 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 have the ability to hit enough big shots to make enough plays. I just don't know how they're going to handle the towers of UConn. They're not getting an offensive board tonight. They're not getting a defensive board tonight. They're going to get. They're going to get killed on the glass tonight. And that's. I think that's going to be the difference. Right, maybe some junk defenses might be get thrown tonight. You might maybe. see Sandy play maybe. some some box and ones and some two three zones, and yep. you may see some interesting defenses being thrown up tonight in this one by by Brian Dutcher against UConn. Uh, I have a gift parlay. Okay, Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. Vegas goal, eight goal in the first ten minutes for those of you new to the show, and if you're new to the show, please on the even on the bonus VVV time, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Go ahead, sir. VK is, uh, they are t- eight and two over their last 10 games. 
six and four for the wild. Okay. Go in the first 10 minutes and Arizona and Seattle, Arizona. I have no idea why they're even playing hockey right now. They don't give a flip. They don't care. Like they straight up don't care. It's so obvious. They do not care about anything playing hockey right now. In particular on the road, they really don't care about anything right now on the road. It's a plus 178 parlay. Oh. Otto's playing all three tonight. He likes all three games to go to a gift. Oh. Really? Yep. Oh, man. The numbers all stated, but it's weird. Yeah, because- I mean, it looks so easy. I'll say it's going to, I would bet it, but I, I it's, uh, it's hard. It's my, it's really weird. It's minus 160, minus 140, minus 150, and minus 140. The book's either haven't been getting a lot of action on these games, or they think these games aren't going to be a surefire goal in the first 10 minutes. No, there's, there's this action on this Monday, Vegas and Minnesota is one forty on a, three hockey games. Uh-huh. Won't even be combined. What the first half <laughs> of the national championship game handle wise, right? Won't even, I mean, it doesn't even listen. I'm glad we talk about it. Right. But as far as betting handle, Nobody bets it. I, I mean, this is live. This is this could win. All three. What does that pay? Uh, I didn't look at that, but that would be high. <laughs> five hundred probably, plus five, plus six hundred. A regular three game parlay pays six to one. If the two game parlay here plays one seventy eight, this is going to be close to six to one, mm-hmm. depending on what that price is. That's yeah. good. So the goal in the first ten minutes, bang, 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 you can get all three under Dallas in Nashville tonight. Uh-uh. I like it over Nashville is six and four to the under on the road and Nashville has to win this game tonight. Yeah. This is one of those ones where Dallas may score five themselves. I don't know. The, all the if games Nashville has to open up. Like you said, I know, no, but if Nashville keeps the game tight, keeps the game low scoring, right. That's going under. This might be the end of the road for Nashville. Yes. Hundred percent. This which could be, means yes. you know, once they get down two nothing, they got to go. Oh God, guys, the season's over. If we don't win, open it up. They're down three one, four one, four two. Game goes over that way. Uh, that's the way I'm leaning. Stars four one, stars five one, stars three two in the three meetings so far. Mm, okay, good number six, right? Yep. So. I'm betting under, but a push potential 4-2 finals very possible All right. I on this. Or, I mean, I booked that one. Go ahead. And then finally, Seattle on the puck line against Arizona at minus 120. <laughs> it's on the heels of you just saying you don't know why Arizona's playing hockey and <laughs> they don't. They, they don't. They've lost six games in a row. <laughs> they do not. They don't care. All on the puck line? I think that no. No. Last three on the puck line, I believe. Right. Yeah, before that. At home, they're at home. At home, they're playing hard. Better, but they're seven twenty three and nine on the road. Bet it. Yeah, I mean, they just <laughs> they've lost. They lost seven <sighs> to two to the Sharks, five to two to the Stars, five four to the Oilers, five four three to the Avalanche, three one to the Avalanche, four three to the Oilers, two one to the Jets. But last two games, they've given up twelve goals, and they just don't care. Yeah, this is like a this is like a five one win for Seattle because Seattle needs it. They're gonna. This is a playoff game for Seattle. 
to get in or position. Aren't they in pretty much? They are in, but they're not in comfortably by any means. They got right. people chopping right behind their, on their, and they, they got to win every game. They, and this is the weirdest thing. Did you know this is the first time they've played all year? There's Wait. five, there's five games. There's five games left for Seattle. Three of them are against Arizona. Really? I don't understand this scheduling quirk. This is the weirdest. Ske- well, so I was don't they at- play them four times that they had to play no, three. once? They only they have not three? Play- they have not played yet this season. This is the first meeting between these two teams. That is so they play three weird. times. It's bizarre. The Kraken, uh, I think, is a huge gift to Seattle in terms of getting into the postseason to have this opportunity because Seattle at the moment they are in the first wild card spot at ninety points. Winnipeg, 89 points. Calgary, 87 points. Oh, Kraken have to win every game. Like they, they can't lose or they could be out of the playoffs. And they've got Arizona three of the five games. It's good for them. Oh my gosh. Is it ever? I mean, I can't believe it. I, I was looking at it last night going, who scheduled this? How is this possible? Right. How have they not played right. this year yet. I had to triple check it. I was like, wait a minute. What? There's no way. They play on on April 3rd, April 6th, April 10th. (sighs) So if you're betting a team to make the playoffs, Seattle would be a good team to bet to make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Is that you can find find that market? I just got a text from a a dear friend, the train in Pittsburgh, and he was at game. He was at the game Saturday afternoon versus the Breeze. Lost all three games to them by one goal this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he said, call me crazy, but they can play with them five on five, but they get killed on the special teams. Do you realize that the Bruins happens. power play has sucked until that game? That's a bad sign for them. If the Bruins, Bruins have three power play goals in the last two games, if their power play gets right, it's over. Over. That's a wrap. Said to say hello to you too, but I, I was going to leave that part out. <laughs> it's a wrap. If the Bruins power play plays like it did over the weekend, it's a wrap. Done. So one part of their game that's weak. We they opened up two for two against the uh, against the Penguins. It was monster. I was like, oh my god! And they scored another power play goal against the Blues. Yeah, don't Here let we, that power play get hot. That is annoying. Yep. Don't don't let them roll because that, that's the one big worry I had was like, shoot, that power play was inept. And then boom, three goals over the weekend in the power play. Yeah. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, well, one, we had a couple visitors. They were t- they were texting me during the show and asking about um some different things about the show. We're gonna have some more conversations and oh. different things. A guy named Rick who puts together trips to sporting events and does some all kind of marketing things and has some great ideas um, that I think we, we, we have to at least address. Um, he likes to take a trip with a group to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, wow. In May. Whoa. He, he goes, yeah, he's a big horse guy. Okay. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do a, a little pre- it's a prerequisite to go. Mm. Oh, to the Derby, hell a yeah! A lot of people. I, my friend Andrew went last year. Yeah. And a, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but just the, some discussions that we're having with some people, and again, we appreciate all the people reaching out and you know trying to set up meetings and mm. and different things. Um, I think the future is bright, but 
I think my favorite thing about today is that we're still doing the show because there's going to be some people today and a lot of the, the, this week and a lot of things hearing a lot of things and getting some texts from other people that they're not in gonna, oh, yeah. you know, doing shows and a lot of things happening in the space and a lot of, um, so my favorite thing yeah. about today is, that, you know, where the three of us got on here and that over There's a lot of a few hundred people were in here watching us and talking to us and chatting at us and more people were in the discord and at mm -hmm. bbbshow.com and all these things. So I think, um, I think it's going to be okay. But my favorite thing is that we're doing the show today and that the other favorite thing is the pirates are going to beat the Red Sox tonight, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. Sir. You can have, you, you can have it. <laughs> I, I got it over the weekend. I got the one that mattered over the weekend, so I'm good. And then and tomorrow night I'm getting the one that other matters tomorrow night as well. But because you don't have a basketball team in Pittsburgh, so you claim Philadelphia. Uh, my favorite thing about today is, well, I'm like the most diehard typical to a T Aries on the planet. Like if you look up what, traits aries people have like i'm an aries wait so is this I'll, our zodiac sign of the show no but it's, it's just because i know so many people in my life went to high school with so many people went to college with so many people who mm -hmm. all were born in the first week of april including me mm. i learned today keith ears birthday this week our guy maddie vegas birthday this week <laughs> mm. i guess he's on the 10th so he's close but not totally there it's just so i don't know what it is and then my friend john said it's fourth of july parties <laughs> it's what causes all these birthdays in april and i was like might be some truth to that <laughs> some fourth of july partying going on that why so many kids get born in april my oh. birthday is tomorrow I, I i know of five people who have birthdays on the third fourth fifth seventh and eighth of this week. Mm. And now I'm learning all these people who are for Keith said his birthday is the sixth. So his is the sixth. I don't know he why was, he was on the show and told us that he did. Yeah. He told last his birthday. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I'm supposed to remember someone's birthday last year. No, sorry. No, no I'm just, I, I remember cause I put uh, it in my phone. So it pops up. Oh, there you go. I yes. Tell people like happy birthday. I try to do that. Yeah. It's funny. Coach McDermott does that. At Creighton, he has everyone's birthday in his phone. He personally texts everybody every day when it's their birthday. It's a it's cool thing, isn't it? I, I mean, the coach of Creighton texts me every year on my birthday. Yes, it's kind of a neat thing. Right? <laughs> it's sort of like, sort of like, wait, what? Like how? And then I realized he he then started doing it on Twitter, and all the old players he used to have, he wishes them all happy birthday, personally, but also publicly on Twitter. I get a text every single year on my birthday, August 12th, from a kid that I went to grade school with, kindergarten. Wow. It says, happy birthday, Jagoff, every <laughs> August 12th, every <laughs> single one. That's great. And then on August 14th, which is his birthday, yep. I text him back the same three words. We've been doing it now since we got phones to text, but we've been wishing each other happy birthday for four. I'm, we met when we were five, six years old. Wow. Years old, first grade. How about that? And still do it. So it's awesome. Hat tip to everybody that does that. And that's uh, cool. 
that, that's, that's very cool. That's good. So Facebook has. What are really we doing tomorrow? Like, are you wearing nothing. the umbrella hat? Like, what are we doing? Is this a big party? What are we doing? Nothing. No, Madeline and I are going out. Calling you all these names and shit on Twitter. Like, what are they going to do? Like, what are we doing tomorrow on the show? Nothing. We're doing the show tomorrow. It's just, you know what birthdays are like when we get to our age. Just a birthday day. It's a fun day. It's a fun acknowledging. I like my birthday. Everyone likes their own birthday. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I I play Pride by U2 in the morning like I do every year. And uh, I'll play Cracker, Happy Birthday to Me. I'll play that. Those are my two songs I play every year on, on, on my birthday. I used to play on my radio show. I used to play them like as intro music. I would do a whole intro and have Cracker's Happy Birthday to Me because Cracker was the first band I ever saw in concert live when I was 15. <laughs> so that they, they'll always be a big, a big fan What's of a wrong big, with you. Why? Cracker's oh, great. great. It was so fun. I love Cracker. And then if you old school Kepper Van Beethoven fans, if you know the reference. So you got that. So I don't know. Tomorrow's this tomorrow, but it's tomorrow's my birthday. And I'll have some fun with it. And we'll, we'll have, I just, Facebook causes like, I get that like fear of when people write happy birthday to me on Facebook. I'm, I never, I don't, I check, I check Facebook like once a day that I have to go back and like, there's like 60 people that I have to go and say, thank you. And I always feel bad. They took the time to oh. say happy birthday. I take the time to write back and say, happy. it's just like, that's the one part about Facebook, which I would eliminate tomorrow if I could. Forget the So the you're going to be 46 tomorrow? Correct. The back I'm, end of the 40s. In the back end of my life. I mean, I, I think I'm living into 90, so I'm, I'm starting my – it's the first day of, of the back, back end of my nine. life. First back, day of the back nine. <laughs> first day of the back nine How tomorrow. about that shit? Welcome. Yeah. Sir, so. I got you at the hall. I'll pick you up at the hot dog store. That's, well, that's nice. This I'm is officially good. heading down that road. I thought to myself that over the weekend, I was like, wow. I was like, I lived to 90, which I want to live to 90. Have there tomorrow. been any um, any birthday early pre-wishes from any uh, possible title shots? I mean, this is what you this is what you got to check that Facebook for. People are starting to find you. I don't, I, there's, I know you don't want it, but I'm just saying, is no, anybody I'm to, reaching think, out? Is there, no, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of anybody that I'm friends with of the 800 people in, on my Facebook page, which I would want to tell show with. I'm not, I'm not sure there is to be well, friends. But I asked you, I'm just asking well, I mean, if anybody's reaching out to say, Hey, happy birthday. Well, no, I, I got that. I got that on Instagram. I got that right when the divorce went oh. final. Oh. I already got that. I I, I got I got <sighs> two. I got two in different places that I've lived that like comment on everything that I do, and I'm just like, okay, guys, like, like no, like this is not happening. We, we can I, I appreciate We're never the interest, get off late night. Like, this is the bonus time though, like, so we it, can say whatever the fuck we want. Of course, it's just like it's just not ha- like I appreciate it. It's just not happening. Okay, like it's just oh, when, when I'm God. back in the ring, I'll let you know, but. We're gonna to need to be lubricated on a large scale. Like this is gonna be like, like what? The? Yeah, I'm gonna be have to be like, yeah. This is this is this will be uh, a six or seven in night for that to become a reality. Just FYI, Let's get a fucking sponsor first. Once we get a sponsor, we can talk about title shots. We gotta get a Amen. sponsor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> we'll figure that out. For Farah, he's Dave. I am Matt. We are back tomorrow, April the fourth. Or I, I might be a little bit not sober tomorrow. This FYI or, could be. It's could early be in the morning when we do the could, show. It could be St. Patrick's Day 2.0. Who knows? We'll have some fun with it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Join us for BVB on a Tuesday tomorrow. <laughs>